Hello and welcome back to Hollywood Deep Dive, your usual monthly movie podcast. My name is Nicole, one of your lovely hosts, and today we're continuing our series. Um, so, it's still cold as hell in Canada, but it's going to be hot as hell on this podcast as we roast the hell out of one of our fellow panelists. So, up to the plea this month is Jason. Uh, Jason, do you want to say hello to everybody? What's going on? You ready for the roast? These guys don't even know what's coming. They got, no <laughs> they got, they got no idea. We're gonna put you on a spit and put you over the fire and just slowly turn you until you're nicely crisp. Roast, 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 roast. <laughs> Rotisserie. I'll be oh man, that. tenderized, tenderized. <laughs> this is not, now. I'm hungry. Don't do this to me, man. I'm starving now. Now, <laughs> now I'm just thinking about now I'm just thinking about the pig from The Simpsons. Is it like flies? It's still it's good. Still it's still good. good. It's still good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, before we divulge into like I don't know, like a like a barbecue podcast, um, <laughs> let's around let's... hundred or something. Are you still going to be given to that charity soon? No, no, I don't believe I will. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good Simpsons quote. Who doesn't know uh, any of these Simpsons references? Yes, yes, it's one of the few that I actually do know. So, but anyways. <laughs> Fantastic. Anyways, let's jump right into it. So we have a lot to talk about today. Um, but before we do, uh, let's introduce ourselves. So um, who's sitting across from me? Hello, I'm Jordan. Hey, Jordan, welcome back. And beside Jordan is... Metaphorically speaking, me, Sam, <laughs> who also has no idea of anything about The Simpsons, so yeah. <laughs> hey, that Sam. Don't out yourself on your lack of Simpsons knowledge. And, I'm here to out myself. <laughs> and last but most certainly not least, we have... You pick me. <laughs> Who is this mystery person? <laughs> it's me, Adriana. Adriana, welcome back. Good to see you. See slash hear from you all. And... <laughs> Let's jump right into it. So, Jason, since you are the victim of the hour, do you want to tell the audience what we're going to be talking about today? Well, um, we're going to be talking about one of my personally favorite directors uh, who's working in Hollywood right now. And also, this is also the director I actually wrote. This is really nerdy, guys. Went to school for film. What a stunner, right? I'm on a podcast talking about movies. Went to school for film. Uh, only 100% of people doing a film podcast went to school for film. But anyways, um, there was a, uh, I did an essay on Christopher Nolan as one of my papers. And so we're going to be talking about him uh, today and his very interesting career um, and how he has sort of gotten to the top of the Hollywood echelon of one of the most exciting directors who's making uh, some of the biggest blockbusters in Hollywood today that reach a wide variety of audiences, not just um, traditional audiences, which I find very interesting about him. Nerd! And guess what? <laughs> I get to hear his thesis all over again. Because, yes, I also went to Queens. I also was in Jason's full class. Yep. Yeah. She gets to hear it again. Is this is how he won Although, you, you know, over to be fair, Adriana. Maybe I'll actually listen for the first time this time. Yeah, yeah. Is this right. how is this how he won you over? You're just like, damn, that's no. hot. No. <laughs> it's more no. like maybe I can get him to shut up. <laughs> it was more it was more like let's put him on the back burner and let him marinate a little bit longer. And then maybe I'll be interested in yeah. him. I do that's like basically what happened. <laughs> 
That's basically what happened. You need You're to marinate. I know. I was. I, I just. I knew too much, and uh, it was intimidating. I understand. And then you know when I <laughs> when things simmered down. Well, Jason's university... talking about Christopher Nolan. My yeah. thesis is about Aboriginal roles in film and how you know they've been neglected. So I was just like, mm -hmm. oh my god, this guy. Mm -hmm. You're gonna talk about Dark Knight again? <laughs> oh man. So I, yeah, I, I only did one film, film course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, class, what's relevant in today's modern society? Dark. Yeah. Oh man. Like, I mean, Dude, it, the, the it. issue was the issue was it had just come out, and that's why it was this big thing that every film kid on the goddamn planet What's was talking about. What's the movie besides the so. Dark Knight? Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Dark Knight Rises sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We well, we'll we'll, yeah. Get, we'll get into that. I figured I figured what makes sense if we were going to talk about Nolan is to sort of you know start early, go to now, and then we had you know we sort of see how things have changed, talk about his good and his bad, because, you know, even me, who's going to get roasted, um, I admit he's not a perfect director. He's not like every film is not a five-star blockbuster masterpiece no, of a movie. You know, but, um, but, I'm going to um, pass yeah. it to you, because why are we letting the person who's being roasted dictate how we are going to roast this person? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's true. Fair. I, I, that's, fair. I, I, that's the equivalent of, like, you know, all the roast shows, like, the person who's being roasted decides <laughs> what like, jokes are acceptable or not. So that's fair. Roast you. That's fair. Tell, <laughs> you, tell you what. Tell you what. Uh, yes, yeah, start hucking them at me, and I'll uh, I'll send them back. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, that, that's like a better idea. Works. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, very, very fair. I, 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 I dumped on John Hawks, even though obviously he's a very good actor. I just I, I dumped on him enough the other week, so let's do uh let's hear it. <laughs> In, oh uh, boy. Uh Adriana, did you want to start us off? <laughs> I mean, I don't even know okay. So I mean I do like Nolan for the most part. And then I was like trying to think because besides Tenet, I was like, Oh, I don't really know what to talk about. But then I saw Interstellar. <laughs> oh boy. Was that a hot mess? That's that's an understatement. Yeah. Oh no. Okay, Jason, I mean, we're going to make an alliance. Do you want to make I mean, an alliance I don't know for this movie? Well, it, no, here's what I'll here's what I'll say here's what I'll say about Inter Interstellar. Like I I I understand that the movie is not a perfect movie because I don't crap. think I don't think that a movie. No, I don't think it's crap. I don't think that there's a movie that's made like that that inevitably isn't going to get criticism. You know what I mean? Like it's inevitably trying to do too much. It's very out there, and I think the last literally, like the, the sequence, <laughs> the the, the... <laughs> sorry, nice, Jordan. Jordan is just like the fourth dimension sequence is a problem. It's... I think the, um... that they messed up. If Nolan hadn't done the fourth dimension and gone back and all that, I think it would have been a much more solid film. Because well, I'm sort of, the way I'm he sort of torn the fourth on dimension the is strings, Yeah, the, like, like the whole scene. Of oh, the yeah, like, like, no. like it's it's just yeah. it, the the issue is is that it's such a visually astounding sequence when he goes through the black hole, but then it's countered with some very over the top melodrama where he's mm -hmm. tapping the books and the, and the hand on the watch and the and the toe for grace. Is yeah. is coming with the with the tire iron to and Casey Affleck's there was, for five seconds and and it's it. just there's there's too much over the top drama that doesn't match the visual grandeur of what's going on, which is why yeah. there's issues with the um with the sort of like that that not, because like the end the actual 
ending is actually very interesting when he got like and i'm gonna spoil stuff for people because you know uh, if you haven't seen it by now let's get if you haven't seen it by now the movie made a bajillion dollars so just you know it's one of hans zimmer's best scores in my opinion even if you don't i like will give movie, you that so okay i was gonna um, say the only thing mm-hmm, good about you know. nolan's movies <laughs> he's got hans zimmer, <laughs> like zimmer sort of just is a movie um <laughs> But but I think the very ending of the movie where it goes back and his daughter is all grown up, I actually thought that was that was a good emotional moment because no because things have settled That's down. Like, a it's bit. so bummer. Really? No, I know it's. I thought it was okay. good. No, you know no. you no because that, this, like this is an epitome. <laughs> this is an epitome of the sloppy writing because what was the? I don't even like Casey Affleck. Okay, well, let's just get that out there. <laughs> what was do you want? Do you want, do you agree he's the do, forgotten character? Do you in the want more movie? of a proof that your parents <laughs> don't love you? Is the fact yeah. that his character, his father, never asked for him. Never. Runs. Yeah. No, I agree, that and like, that's a, I know. And that's like, such that's a such problem. Like, terrible writing. And also, yeah. he spent, he, this man literally traverses time and space to get back to his daughter. And she's like, I have a family now. Okay, bye. I'm just like, what the hell? I'm like, <laughs> Which what the fuck? Although I, character, I, I, I did, though. Her character Well, well though, I didn't bitch. mind that because she's older and it's, he hasn't changed, but she has. So I, I, I thought that was interesting. But I think that the issue that you're talking about is the, the, is <laughs> so the fact just that. she's going to peace out? Yeah, she's going to peace out. Yeah, his, here's the fact that the son is the one who sent him all the messages, right? And that really, that was actually a good scene where he reads all the messages. But um, he sends him all the messages, and the last message is from the daughter, and that's the only message he cares about. Like, yeah. the rest, of them, rest of them is like, forget about it, and who cares? And, oh, his kid died or whatever from the, you know, because Earth's dying and whatever. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking nothing, right? Yeah. And, and then, I find and, it- and then, you know, I, I, there's, like I said, there's too much for it to work. Then the other issue is is what I think this would have been a good scene if it had been any other random actor, but then just Matt Damon out of nowhere, like 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 it was a Matt Damon Pokeball that they throw into the movie, and <laughs> you know I choose you, Matt Damon, and he just they just bring him out of the thing, and all of a sudden Matt Damon is just like, uh, yeah yeah I'm totally with you, except I'm not, and it's like this like some brief slasher movie, and I'm like what the hell is all this about? So it evident there's problems with the movie, but I was like really into what they were doing and trying to do and i liked it in that respect but it's definitely a flawed movie 100 percent. it's definitely not one of his best movies um or you could do is hand all his scripts yeah. over to his brother yeah Jonathan his, Nolan, his, and his brother's a better writer them. i'm sorry he, yeah he is um yeah. one of my favorite tv series is by jonathan nolan and produced obviously by christopher nolan but Talking about? Are we talking about Westworld? Are we talking about something else? Person of interest. Oh, person of interest. Oh, right. I didn't. I like person of interest because I was thinking about Westworld that no Jonathan good. Nolan did with um Lisa Joy. Yeah, so. no, I, really I didn't do know like Westworld, but I find Westworld was not my cup of tea in the sense of like I'm not a big fan of all HBO things because it's like okay, I'm done with the, oh, the sex. Like I get it. Stop. Actually, uh, actually, Westworld is pretty light on the sets. Yeah, the first, I know, uh, but it's still uh, too I've much only for seen, me. I've only seen the first season of Westworld. I haven't gone past um, the first yeah. season. So. Season one, season two are really good. Season three jumps the shark, in my opinion. Okay. Because right. well, then they're like, the now shark? we're in the real world. They're like, now she's hiding them amongst humans. And I was like, okay, I'm like... Yeah, but it, it's, right? it's like... It's Spoiler. like It's like, oh, we, I think that you're a robot. No, not like... Yeah, yeah, there is a yeah. season three, Adriana, yes. Yes, there's a season three. I said, don't tell me I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, no, we haven't seen it's it. It's been yet. out for like four years. 
I'm behind. I only watch the DVDs. Oh my goodness. No, and she doesn't even watch those. She literally owns season two and three, and she doesn't even watch them. It's hilarious. I haven't got there yet. God, yeah, she'll never get there. Um, but, um, okay, but, yeah, no, like, I, I will, I will say that seeing Interstellar in IMAX, I think, obviously will affect my opinion of it because it was quite something in IMAX. Yeah, because when you say. made me watch it, I did not like it. Right, and that was on a Blu-ray at home, and it still looked great, but honestly, the theater experience of it was so interesting. It was yeah. funny. I went and saw it with my folks. And uh, my mom, as soon as the movie was over, she turned to me, and she she loved the movie. And she said, you can't say anything bad about that movie. And I'm like, well, I could say a couple bad things about the movie. Like, you know, I still had I still had criticisms. But, I mean, it took off with audiences. It made a ton of money. And I think that's where Nolan is a bit of the crossover for me. He, to me, he's like, he, he creates um, very unique stories, whether they be well-written or not, or there's some issues, because he has some writing issues, I agree. But um, he, the audience that he reaches is so wide that it's kind of nuts. Like, I'm really surprised how much of a crossover there is with super uber film nerds like us and then just somebody casually, Joe Schmo, walking down the street. You know, they'll, they'll both get into this his movies. It's kind of <laughs> wild, no matter how crazy they are. I'll definitely give you that. I think his best movie like, that I've enjoyed and that I don't have a shit ton of criticism for, because, like, I love Interstellar, but, again... Nicole knows I will shit on it, even though I liked it. Yeah, also. no, like there's there's things to you, I could easily rip apart Interstellar if I really wanted to get down to the nitty gritty. But how it's made, how it looks, how it's filmed, it's acted honestly quite well. I know that there's some issues with the writing that makes the actors look bad, no question. But it's acted well, and um, like I I was just honestly in awe of some of the visual sequences. It was just totally wild. So I and, think... I, and I also I also liked how they actually use like real math to create the special effects. Oh, I did neat. not. I no. I think and Sam knows this. Mm. One of my biggest issues with Nolan is I have no absolute doubt that the man is smart. He's yeah. very smart, he to, like, but he but he has to shove, shove it in, in your, your face. face. And if you are <laughs> not smart, he doesn't stop to explain it to you. And I'm not saying he has to hold your hand. No, but I'm sorry. Between that was... this and Tenant, it was a yeah. total like up his ass and around the corner look how smart I am. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, so, the problem, I can just yeah, yeah. his like pompous face like directly. Yeah, like, like, like Robert Pattinson is totally a stand-in right. for him. Like, oh, totally. Smart That's because 100%. Robert Pattinson looks like a pedantic asshole. He honestly looks like, like Nolan weirdly as, too. As he as even has like the little like scarves that Nolan likes yeah, to wa- wear, and I'm like, gee, I wonder who he the has fuck that's suit. supposed to be. <laughs> like, okay. so, so, so since we're on this, we'll get into Tenet then. And Tenet is, in my opinion, um, his his his, his <laughs> my least favorite of his movies, and probably the first I like wouldn't recommend to people because the rest of them his his movies I would recommend to people. I'd be like, yeah, it's worth your time. This one is this one is where I said, okay, um. It's it, there's there's too much that like literally I've never seen a movie with so much exposition like we're oh, in God. like the and third no act of the movie <laughs> and I'm still getting exposition like I, I can't like it's the first movie I haven't been able to keep up with right you know and like where I'm I'm constantly out of the drama and out of this roller coaster ride and not really yeah, understanding how characters up. get from point A to point B and it's if it's still explaining things in like the climax of the movie that's not good. We should be in the climax of the movie. We should understand the rules 
and the stakes and the characters and then shit happens and we get into it or we don't get into it depending on how good it is i like, also didn't give a fuck about that, that, like, that's yeah. the other issue is is because that what the characters are going no through because the characters are so it. thin there's no they, characters like he's movie. named protagonist that he, he doesn't have a name to that. no but the thing yeah. is okay. like, what can you do that sorry sam you can do that in kind of like like you know art house smaller movies they do like the cliche him and her named characters yeah but, but you're advertising more about the character exactly and you're advertising this as a big blockbuster and your main character doesn't even have a name doesn't so, like, do anything yeah i know so and like then, and then all the other na- his names his names of his characters in his movies are all fucking weird like they're always <laughs> the weirdest names yeah like uh like even at inception what is leonardo DiCaprio's name oh my name's cobb <laughs> Dom Cobb. Cobb, yeah. Dom Cobb. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> name. Who the hell is their kid Dom Cobb? Anyways. I mean, um, that's a pretty but, bad name. But yeah. but but we've also, seen that work like, out. Really we really into the bros. Like, look at all his posters. Yeah. It's yes. a single man on the fucking poster. Yeah, it's, it's always a single white man. No, I'm kidding. I'm not gonna until Tenet. But um yeah, Game until Tenet when it, when it when it's a single <laughs> black man, you know, like then that's the the same fucking it's story. It really doesn't matter. Maybe not, though, maybe in another angle. ten years he can get like a single woman on there or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's like, and his, his 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 women are very interesting in his movies. They're either God. like haunted nightmares or dreams, or you know, like yeah. Just... <laughs> what is his obsession with having like women in his movie being like dead, evil, like murder versions? Yeah, they're always of dead. They're always like, oh, a man betrayed me. Now I have to haunt him in his dreams. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. And it's like, yeah, yeah. oh, we'll, we'll get into we'll get, we'll get the into reason that. why he writes like that is very obvious. He the reason he writes with like those no i mean like with the protagonist (laughs) and the way he writes if you look at his education background you can exactly see why he writes the way he does he he never i don't think from what i can tell with his writing and his education background i don't think he was ever expecting to be a pop culture movie director oh no he's Mm. no that makes sense he is an english literature major from UCL, University they, yeah, College no, he, of his, London. His, that films, is... his films are constructed, honestly, like a bit of a construction worker. It's really, it's it's not really an emotional construction of his movies when you not, think about it. I wouldn't say a construction worker. It's very specific to how you would analyze English papers. If you look at how he's... And is that I why he dresses like an English professor? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Well, I mean, he is English, but yeah. <laughs> no, but like that's... He actually studied English literature at a university level at one of the hardest universities to get into in that um, in London. The yeah. His writing is pedant- pedantic for people who don't think. Is He is an indie writer who somehow friggin' got a large deal and got a huge audience. It makes... No sense, but it makes sense why people can look at movies and go, "What the fuck?" Well, it feels I, like I, you're I in think, English. No, exactly. But I think he, I think he got that. I think when he gets, when it, his writing is better, when he's, I don't know, when he takes the perspective of his characters more, because in Tenet and, and in Tenet, the in Tenet, the issue is we don't really have much of a perspective from the Anybody. protagonist. Right, because it's just you're sort of just watching these admittedly really great action sequences. Like they were really good in the movie. That's like a good thing about the movie. You're you're sort of just watching these action sequences, and 
there's not like other than the great action you're just sort of like okay what's the next mind-bending thing going to be next not what's going to happen to this character right that's the problem you know um i think like yeah. tenant was so disappointing for me and this is mm-hmm. you no know, probably my own fault. Oh, it's disappointing for me too. Very disappointing for me. Well, like, me, and, me and Adriana actually went and saw well, that. Nicole's got IMAX, a very good point. In the theater, actually, when there was no cases in find July. It disappointing. So. Yeah, so yeah. there was this theory going around before it came out when they dropped their first trailer. And there's this guy that, like, these he does usually a very good job. I mean, he constructs trailers and stuff like that. And he's been kind of mm-hmm. on the on spot on for Nolan stuff in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And he did the one for Tenet. And he had this fantastic theory, and I love a good crossover. And so his whole his whole yeah. theory was that like, so that Robert Pattinson and I can't remember the actress's name who plays the the female tech. Um, they're oh, okay. they're like the adult version of Leonardo DiCaprio's children, grown up. And basically, his right. theory was that. <laughs> they recruit. Um, I saw this. Yeah. They, they recruit protagonist, and basically it's like a team up between like the inception group and like protagonist and whatever. And they were like going to go into, I guess, like uh, Dom Cobb's dream. I think was his theory, and like he was trapped down there for some reason or another. And it was like a kind of a cool crossover because there was like rumors that some of the characters were like seen on set or like. Also, the speculation was because the budget was so fucking big. The only reason was that they had managed to get one of the actors back and had snuck him into the movie, and that was why the budget was so big. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, this is great. I'm like, I love a good tie-in. No. This is a great way to introduce the character. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm like, I'm like, who the fuck cares about any of these people? I know. Like, I, I never, I never bought into that theory just because Nolan, Nolan has made so much money for Warner Brothers that he could literally walk in and be like guys listen i'm gonna film uh from a helicopter the entire time and it's gonna be in reverse and it's gonna be in black and white and it's gonna have no big actors <laughs> and they'd be like here's 150 million dollars oh i don't like, doubt it you know I don't I mean? like, doubt like, it. like they don't they don't care whatever whenever he comes in with an idea they're like yes yes so, yes without saying it so so when i this, saw this, this is a movie though that was not financially successful so we'll see what happens no well yeah but like if someone it's saw still made like, back it's budget which is impressive especially during covid but it, yeah, i know made, but it made it back it, its budget with enough that like it made it at least somewhat worth it because they made over 163 million dollars over its budget so at least it gained back some of it it, it did okay considering, considering covid it did good considering covid but yeah you know. good did good concern COVID, but I think one of the major problems with Tenant 2 is because it was filmed back in 2018 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it wasn't released until 2020. Yeah. You have so many years of it under development. So what ends up happening is that you get all these theories, all this hype, and yeah, then no matter what, the movie is going to be shit because it's never going to live up to the dreams that you've created in your head, which is a perfect example of why it also fell flat for Nicole. She had this dream, this yeah, idea, yeah, yeah. all this speculation that's going to be an amazing movie. Well, because the action scenes looked good. Yeah. The way yeah, yeah. that the yeah. trailer portrayed it was good, which he's and really good at doing trailers. And obviously the, the actors are all, you know, pretty big actors. You know, Kenneth Branagh, uh, Robert Pattinson, to be honest, John David Washington, and Elizabeth oh, Debicki, and I hate you know, Patterson. I hate Patterson. But, like... I did not like his accent. Yeah, he was yeah, weird. It was, 
There was just a lot of strange like moments in the movie that didn't work. Like, it was a know. very much like chip chip cheerio, like kind of like yeah. weirdly like <laughs> so, like like happening, uh, like. Uh, and I was like, I'm like, what is he doing? He's like, oh, I know what is happening. He's like, you're just gonna follow me. Oh, you trust me now? And I was like, why? Okay, gosh, this you, is you, chose, you, chose wrong, you chose. That Patterson. I have the wrong Patterson. You chose the wrong. That sounds perfectly. I hate Patterson. Honestly, he's such a why? pedantic asshole. Well, he's bad, he man. You'll get to see him as that next year. Oh, God, please don't. I don't want to see that Nolan. movie for one major reason. And if the lead actor saying he wants to destroy the character and wants you to hate the film, why would I want to go see that? You're ruining <laughs> but, something that I enjoy. But that's the same thing <laughs> What's-His-Face for Star Wars said. Um, whatever the title would, would, would I can never pronounce his name Brian title TD no I don't okay, want to okay. see what he's going to make on it he was like he wants to make like he said he wants to make like star boy star wars boys cry or something like that I, was <laughs> like, okay. I know what he's meaning by that but at the same time is like I hate that that perspective because I mean I'm yeah, sorry I'm tired, tired no I understand I'm tired that I understand of thing of like let's only people who like you right now are these white boys who are like we can make fun of them all the time no you have other people who like it the way it was no there's plenty of other people like fuck off there's there's plenty of other people whoever say like if if taika if taika said that that's a shitty argument because obviously fans of star wars will will decide if they want to be fans of star wars or not there's plenty of other movies that you could be fans of what you what you would say is if you want to um, like you know, let's say upend Star Wars. You don't say, "Oh, I want to make the fans cry." You sort of just do what I guess what Ryan Johnson did and make a very different Star Wars movie that has both traditional roots and very different from Star Wars movie roots. That and movie you say, and, and you say, and you say, "Hey, I wanted to do something a little bit different. Maybe you like it, maybe you won't." And that's sort of it, right? Yeah, you know, but like, you don't, you, you, you don't going... insult the fan base. I yeah. will agree with with Jason there. I didn't like Ryan Johnson's stuff, but he wasn't out there being like, "Oh, guys, yeah, you, it's he my wasn't like I can't wait to rip Star Wars yeah. down and build it up again." Like you know, he's, he wasn't yeah. saying that. He just he yeah, just wanted. He said, "I just want to do my own Star Wars movie, how I envision Star Wars." That's I what that's what he said. The problem with him in that movie was that there was seventeen different storylines, and he didn't pick one. Are we talking about Last Jedi? Or are we talking about Tenet? Last Jedi and Tenet. Like that's actually I was my biggest say. issue with writing in when people try to make a pedantic movie. Yeah. They have seventeen thousand different storylines that they lose track of. And some of my favorite books, they do this. They've been writing a story for so long, they forget key elements. And I yeah, think I you can see that yeah. in no. Tenet from the stuff that I've seen of it. You can see that in a lot of his movies where he's trying to go too far. Mm-hmm. Interstellar is another example of it. He has his script so tightly in his palm that he can't relinquish the control no. to have someone look at him write it. The one movie that I think he successfully did what he attempted to do with multiple storylines was Dunkirk. Main reason yeah. I think he was able to pull yes. it off was mm-hmm. because it's based in a historical event which he can have a timeline and he asked yeah. people he brought people in to work with him for Dunkirk mm-hmm. and I think his 
major He also flaw. wrote that alone, keep in mind, to be fair. And I mean, that's a very odd way of writing that movie, but it ended up working out extraordinarily well. He wrote it alone, but he it is clearly evident that he, he ran researched. it by someone. Oh, yeah. He like ran it by someone. He yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Of course. He also, also talks about the fact about that any he... female characters. <laughs> I mean, I mean the, that, like, that's true. I mean, there was that one extra on the train at the end. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, okay. I'm like, sorry. Hey, I style. hate that argument, though, for specifically with war movies because it, it was and... men. It it was unfortunately men. like all men. It just was. It just was men. Yeah. No, yeah. Of course. We but he's just like, oh, you. I don't have to worry about Pointed. writing awful. No, I know. I, yeah. He's he's like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna be like. His, his yeah, element. I agree. The best yeah. writing is all men movie. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. I, no, you know but I, but I, I just love well, what I, what my essay was about when I wrote in university was about how his movies sort of all fuck with time. They all mm-hmm. fuck with time in a very interesting way, which is, I guess, what attracted me to watching it. Because, you know, I was in high school and I was, you know, just discovering my film voice. And, oh, I'll just pretend. Here's the monocle and everything, right? And, um, and, and, and so, and so, and Nolan was one of the first directors that I started, like, actively seeking out his older movies. And so when I watched Memento for the first time, I had my mind blown. When I went and saw, I went and saw The Prestige in theaters. This was right after he did Batman Begins, right? And he did, um, and when he did the prestige, I went and saw it in theaters with my dad and had my mind blown again, you know? Like, and I'm just like, who is this guy? He's like so good at weaving these weird sort of timelines and overlapping and, and interesting things together. I've, I've, I, me, had never seen anything like that. And the fact that his movies are still hailed, especially something like Memento and Dark Knight, um, are still hailed as regular classics <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, 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 I know. No, we'll get well, there. Jason, but, no, um, we've like discussed this before. No, no, I was going to just say we've discussed this before that I, I know you shamed me for this on one of our previous podcasts <laughs> that I told you that I like the pers- I like the illusionist better than the prestige. Right, right, right. No, I, yeah, no, there's, it's so no, no, good. There's, I, I, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that Edward opinion. I any day being a magician. Right, there's nothing, right. There's nothing wrong with that opinion. I just think that... <laughs> The more the, the couple more times that I've watched the Prestige, and I've and I've been reading a lot of articles about how a lot of people actually think that Prestige is Nolan's best film now, which I don't agree with personally. I don't know but, about that. Oh my god! But but, but, but a lot of people are still like still like honestly think that that's like now his best movie after multiple viewings. And I'm also surprised you didn't like it more, Nicole, because it has David Bowie in it. Like I was I was really surprised. Well, I, I well yeah, for I oh two hot I, seconds. Yeah, if I wanted that, I would want like more. Like I like yeah. Nikola Tesla. David Bowie playing Nikola Tesla is like a cherry on the cake. But give me more. (laughs) Don't give me two seconds. Don't tease. (laughs) Give it to me. All or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who the hell I is, get it. I get it. He didn't have the money to hire David Bowie. Let's be honest. He could yeah. only have enough money to hire him for those two hot seconds. Oh, well, yeah. Christian Bill can well, scoot over because David yeah. Bowie's yeah. there. Yeah, like, read the wages a bit. I remember seeing the trailers for both The Illusionist and The Prestige, like, back to back. Yeah, I remember the same year. Is this the same movie? Yeah, yeah. It's like when um when Olympus Has Fallen and White House Down came out in the same year. Oh it's like God. the same White story. House Down but... is better. White House, White House Down is so much better. So I much think better. Fucking great, and I don't yeah. care. Yeah, it was. Anyways, no, it, and... it's too much fun. No, and I don't really even like Channing Tatum and White House Down. Like a plus plus. Fun. Great. It's fun. It, that movie. That movie bombed. It made no money. It was a big financial. Disaster. I don't care. Yeah. It was somehow fun. the Gerald Butler is on the what the fucking the, the up teeth. Like everything is full. The sky is well, fallen. Heaven. The is reason fallen, why people like, didn't go see White House Down. It's his bread and butter. It is his bread and butter. 
that poor mm-hmm. man's career. Like he. Oh, something has fallen. I must go. Me and one of my me and one of my friends joke about this all the time. And Mavericks in the movie called Chasing Mavericks, where it's that surfing movie that he's in. We oh, always God, joke about. Stop. We always joke about. There's he's out in the in the waves talking to his kid. He's like to Jay, to Jay, and it's just like horrible acting it's so bad and we just always make fun of it so if gerard butler was smart he'd take a supporting role in a nolan movie and get back his credibility i mean well we can have a podcast about how gerard butler's career has hit the shitter but that can, that'll be several episodes <laughs> yeah long. how he how he, how he, um, how he peaked at his one good like line in morning, so i have a reason to go watch the 300 <laughs> Okay, yeah. that's yeah. like like that's like the peak though. Like okay, so everything after 300, that is like good film. Yeah. Three hundred did not age that well. I watched it again like a few years ago, and I was like, "Ah, oh, it's okay." Anyway, back to okay. Um, let let's be honest though. First, Jason, <laughs> the reason I'm watching the three hundred is not for its cinematic glory. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. The guys went to see it to see heads get chopped off. The girls went to see it to see. Abs, the movie. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get it. Two, we know that. Or I guys, like both by guys. the way. Or guys. Whatever. Yeah. Whoever's yeah. Be inclusive. Be yeah. Be inclusive. Yeah. I know. It's the, you know, we got to be inclusive. We are Whoever looking at the hot movie. bodies. Okay. And I'm sure there's plenty of girls that went to see to get heads chopped off. Okay. So now we're all good. I mean, yeah. yeah. Both? Yeah, exactly. Both? Exactly. Oh, I saw one exactly. of the funniest memes about that because, um, and we'll say that. Men that don't know their history always try to show <laughs> 300 as an example of ultimate manliness. So I saw this meme a couple weeks ago, cracked me up, and it was like this scene from 100, and it's like, you know, them fighting side by side. And the yeah, caption yeah. was, me and the bros is the last hetero man, like, fighting off the gays. <laughs> what? And, and, I was, I was like, and I was like, really? I'm like, you chose Spartan. Spartan, I thought it was. Word. I thought it was going to be the meme of the hunchback. No, the no, and it was like, and That's it was like, man. and I was like, Spartans, the men that spend, you know, almost the whole year living together. It was common for them to sleep with their, you know, their fellow Spartan males because yeah. it meant that you were a better soldier because you were usually fighting for your love, somebody you well love, your yeah. friend. Yeah. What is well, that? And, and don't they? That don't they really... say? Don't they say in the movie that the women are literally like just as strong as them, and that's why they're yes, only worthy of yes. the Spartans? And Don't they actually, say that? Actually, in the Spartan women wedding, with the men. Yeah, and exactly. With well, the men. In the in their wedding ceremony, the women are dressed as men, and what the thing is that the men, quote unquote, they break into the house. The women are disguised as men, and the men disrobe them and turn them into women. So mm-hmm. it's like a very like par on par like what is masculine, what is feminine, it doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah, but Zack Snyder was directing it, so he wasn't thinking about that at all. Anyways, um, <laughs> no. no. Okay, back yeah. to Nolan. So, Let's so, actually yeah, talk so, about so back a movie to Nolan. We can all but agree we, we, can, we can talk about that connection on Man and Steel and stuff too. But in terms of in terms of Nolan, I think that he's at his best when time is woven directly into the emotion of his plot, and it's not just what I thought Tenet was, which is just sort of a one trick pony of times reversed. And yeah. who gives a shit? Because it's like, yeah, the, great. The characters the emotionally, that. right? You know what I mean? It's just, it's just a cool thing about the movie instead of it actually being mattering to the characters. You know what I mean? Also, yeah. The best, the best, was... the best movie. Oh, sorry. You, you go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, the parts I liked in Tenet 
where like the um, like the sailing and the boat and like the the kind of the James Bond esque scenes. Yeah, where you're, he's, like, he's, you're the, he's like he's like he's the biggest James Bond fan. And of course, the biggest James Bond, second biggest one. You know, the girl yeah. that you have to save, and she's like the victim and everything. I know, but and then I was like, wait, <laughs> like I had like a flashback when I was watching it. She's like on the boat, and you know she's very beautiful, yeah. and he always has like the nice shots of her. And I was like, wait, why does this remind me of something? I was like, oh yeah, he just stole the shot from the night manager, which Elizabeth. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, Elizabeth. So well, I watched the night manager recently, so like, and it's got it. Elizabeth Debicki, mm-hmm. who's the who's in it as well as like the wife of Hugh Laurie's character. It's a great miniseries, like, by the way. Also, <laughs> playing in tennis. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's pretty much the same character, it's honestly. Like the victimized and um, abused um, and, wife. Uh, yeah, no, oh, you're God. you're totally right. There is a little bit of scenery. Wait, 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 wait. I have a question. Speaking of, since we were talking about how um, Patterson is made to look like Nolan for Nolan, yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Debicki looks nearly identical to Nolan as well. Yeah, she's like she's like <laughs> this, the, she's the female like it's basically yeah it's like same hair kind of like same facial himself. structure yeah it's basically like if he could fuck a female version of himself <laughs> that would be her <laughs> shit she's tall yeah no she, she is, is tall, tall. it's it, by the way I find it really interesting that his his wife I believe her name is Emma Thomas that somebody can look that up I think I'm right about Sorry. that but um. <laughs> And uh, he pr- she produces all the movies with him, which is really interesting. I find it really fascinating that they have actually such a tight working relationship. Oh, and guess what? No one ever knew that. <laughs> I didn't know that actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, well, I knew that. I, 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 I'm pretty sure I'm like his wife's in it on everything with him and stuff, Why which is kind of cool. Be, like, more and, and their own then their own production company, Syncopy, like has the deal with Warner Brothers where they you know they make the movies and stuff. It's kind of it's it's really interesting. Active producer of every single thing he has ever done yeah wow yeah yeah i so well, like you know but say. the same thing happens with jonathan Behind nolan every jo- everything jonathan nolan does is produced by christopher nolan i think the biggest problem is though the way we also work in society is we don't put the other people's names up front because they're not the ones who are going to draw it's only yeah. recently yeah. within the past three years that yeah having saying Oh, look at who's the executive producer. It's his wife. She's amazing. That yeah, will draw people it's in. Emma and Thomas. To be perfectly honest. Who? You know, like that's what would happen. Emma Thompson? Right? Yeah, no. exactly. Like Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> no, I'm Emma Thomas. But if oh. we put that in as saying that she's the woman who is helping to produce it and saying, like, oh, well, come see this movie. She, uh, Emma Thomas is this. We got a woman put it. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, yeah. like, who the hell cares? She is either a really good writer on her own thing and has great producing, or she isn't. And to just put her on the standpoint only because she's a woman is also like disgusting towards her. You only give yeah, a shit yeah. because of her what she has or what she, she identifies well, she as. Fuck off. She should be there for her merits. Like yeah. and like in yeah. yeah. And, and, I think... and I mean, like obviously, if she's literally producing these movies with Nolan, and, and it's not like she's. An executive. Yeah. She's also like a main producer on the movies. So obviously she's one putting her own money on the line, which is yeah. true. And two, she's obviously supporting and believes in what her husband is coming up with. That's not just a tagging along for the ride thing. That is a she is actively engaged in the process of making this movie. So, yeah. you know, like 
uh, obviously he show her off more because it looks like he's just so protective. <laughs> I know. Yeah, well, yeah. But like maybe in, she in all of in all of the featurettes, she's yeah, there, but like nobody like, talks about them. her because nobody talks about her. I don't know why, and but she's in all of the featurettes. Like you know, and Chris when yeah. he does something, like she she's always she's always there being interviewed. It's not like they don't interview her. It's very weird. But yeah. um, but um, but... yeah. The issue with Tenet is is that uh, getting back to what we were talking about is that it doesn't weave its sort of audience drawing aspects into the actual characters or emotion of the story. The two movies that do that extremely well, in my opinion, are Memento and Inception, which are way better movies, in my opinion, because... Yeah. Inception they, they doesn't hold up. Inception oh, I think really doesn't hold up. I disagree. I, I rewatched it for the 10th anniversary. Or ten yeah, is it 10 years? 10th anniversary? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, so well, I it's eleven it... now, but yeah, 11. ten last year. When, he, yeah. when you watched it was yeah. Well, I watched it again for the tenth, and I was like, no, this is great. Like, I, I, I actually think that's probably my favorite. Like, it's I think also Hans Zimmer's score, like right? yeah. the song "Time," it slaps so hard. It's, so, it's, like, it's so played so by everybody. It's played by everybody. Still in every YouTube montage of anything, it's played. So <laughs> like, no, like seriously, it is. No, seriously, I... it is. I like the music. Best but... decision <laughs> Nolan ever did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just how, how, how it's crafted through both editing, through establishing technical and emotional stakes, and I mean, uh, obviously, and, and the cinematography writer. as well. I think the cinematography is great in that, and obviously, the action itself is great. It just, it to me, it's just I understand that the supporting cast doesn't have room to really have any characters, but in my opinion, they don't need to. Because it's about Cobb's sort of journey, and these are—it's like the players in a heist. You know, we, we don't know about every single deep motion of the characters in Ocean's Eleven, but they're good characters along for this wonderful heist. And the central character has a really good, you know, goal and emotional arc and things like that. So I that's would why I agree with you on that in the sense of though, with Inception, it's to the point the secondary characters don't. Ocean's Eleven, you can understand the characters way more than you can understand them in Inception. I find that for... Oh no, I'm forgetting their name now. Uh-oh. Who uh, we Elliot uh -oh. Page, thank you. <laughs> Elliot Page, yes. I was like, hold on, I forgot that their name is now. Elliot Page's character, I feel like it was very weakly written. It's oh, not... agreed, agreed. I, well, again, she's... it's a... Yeah, she's the window. She's the window for the audience because she's discovering everything along with, That's you know, us. not what I'm really meaning. I mean, I have no idea what her motivations are. I And I'm using her in this case because the character is identified as a female, so I'm not putting those pronouns onto Elliot, so please don't add us. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I understand what you're motivations... saying. Like, in, in, inevitably, uh, Elliot is a female character in this movie because, at the time, you know, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what not it what was. I... And, you know, well, that's fine. You're not being disrespectful. That's fine. No, I had to add that disclaimer just in case, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to make no, sure no, that we are saying. That's mm -hmm. fine. Um, yeah, yeah. For the, obviously, our listeners to understand. But I find with that character is I don't understand their motivations. I don't understand why she's choosing to join this. I find that that characterization is weak. And after you watch it once, the movie loses its impact. I'm not as engaged because I know how it's going to end. I like the first time it was interesting. It did throw me for mildly a loop. I like that we don't know if it drops or not. I mm -hmm. but like again, 
if a movie is not going to hold me on the second um, viewing of it, because the whole point is that punch at the end, I don't necessarily think that's like a movie that holds up well. Like I'll give the cinematography, it holds up well, but the story itself on its own does not hold up as well after multiple viewings. Like it doesn't have that same feel. I think it's it's still good. I think that it depends on how often you rewatch movies though. Because I think if you would go back to that movie often, I completely agree with you. It's not going to hold up and you're going to start finding flaws in it. But I have not gone back to that movie probably since I saw it in theaters. So in like 10 years. So yeah. I was I was 19 when I went to that movie. And I ended up seeing I it like it five times. <laughs> I ended up seeing it five yep. times in theaters with people that hadn't seen it each time. So... For me, I'm seeing new things. For me, I'm seeing. For me, I'm seeing. Yeah, it's it's a movieception. For me, I'm seeing it like new things in the movie when I'm watching it again, and the enjoyment of somebody seeing it for the first time. I mean, you know okay, I, mean? Honestly, I, I can I see that. It, I thought it was like three hundred because it has. Like, and also, and also, in my it. opinion, in my opinion, there's just how it's constructed. I could, I'm just in awe of how something like this is put together, both in terms of visual effects practical effects and I'll, I'll sort of disagree on the fact that um because uh, the character's name that we were speaking of is ariadne that's the name of the character yeah. Yeah. and she when i'm speaking of the character of course um is um she she is lured into this sort of thing because she's you know a prodigy of michael kane who is the teacher who's related to Leonardo DiCaprio's character, and she's like, "Oh, what do you have?" I think that he honestly sort of lures her into the fantasy of constructing dream and that is her reason for going along with this she talks to leonardo DiCaprio's character a lot understands that he wants to get home with his kids she's completely blown away by this world understanding its dangers understanding its fantasies you know she learns not to create things from real life because you can get lost and things like that so i think that there that's sort of why she gets involved and, and obviously obviously tom hardy's in there to be funny tom hardy joseph gore levitt's in there because he was in the opening. He's obviously an assistant and stuff like that. And I, there's a reason for everybody to be there, which is what I liked. But I liked that it didn't feel the need to like, okay, we need to give everybody a story because you can't. There's no time for that. It's already like a two and a half hour movie. So yeah. just how it's constructed, how it all comes together, especially in the editing. I just thought it was really sublime. And I think that it's it's a really good class to any other filmmakers out there who want to make um, a potentially audacious, confusing movie how to bring the audience in and really rope them into it. I really think but it's I, like a class question. act in doing that. Nicole yeah. will understand mm-hmm. what I'm meaning by this is, can we though give credit to Nolan for this when it's really pulled off of someone else's work? No, so what Sam means is that there was a movie that came out in 2008, an animated mm-hmm. movie from Japan that's based off a mm-hmm. book from the 90s called Paprika. Okay. And Paprika and Nolan, a lot of people, some people know it, I'm sure. But like the whole, for example, there's a whole scene with, oh God, what's, what, sorry, what did you say Elliot Page's character's name? Ariadne. Ariane. So like when she's doing the mirrors and yes. Cobb is like being like, hey, you can't pull from real life, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. she's like, but I like this is the bridge I crossed to go to school, et cetera, et cetera. And like she does the cracking of the mirrors, which is really cool effects. Um, that's all taken scene by scene from Paprika. And even okay. the, the fight with Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the rotating hallway, which on a mechanical level, 
I still think it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen on film. Mm. But again, that is taken scene by scene from this animated movie. I don't remember if the concept is the same. I don't think it's the same concept um, in this movie. But aesthetically-wise and visionary-wise, all these things that we give Nolan credit for is not really his. He's taken it's... it from this m- other movie. I don't know. Jordan, have have you seen Paprika? Yeah. I think it'd be... A... It's oh, been okay. a while, but I do remember... Yeah. I remember enjoying like, it. Like, how similar is it? Um... Like, he, he, all, all I'll say is he's been... Not to interrupt you, Jordan. I promise I'll let you say your thing, but... Nolan wrote it for, like, 10 years before that movie even came out. Like, the script is already, you know, pretty much being polished up yeah, before Dark does, Knight. Yeah, but he does stuff. take a lot from, like, even... Of the, course he does. Like, like the, the rotating the hallways, same Odyssey. thing as 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, just mm-hmm. as every scene in The Matrix is from, you know, a lot of uh, Hong Kong kung fu movies. And just then as, Dark Knight Just as The Lion King is basically Kimba the White the Lion. Like, you know, it's... it's <laughs> oh they're God. all, like, like, they're popular movies... Always have influence, and sometimes uh, a scene or a scenes, scenes of direct copying is a really bad thing. Lying, like, okay, like... then with then we need to tear down so many movies that have come out in the past twenty. Yeah, years. then we should. I mean, um, shoot, I didn't learn about this one till. Um, who's the director of Francis Hawks? I'm blanking terribly right oh, now. Oh, um, no idea. Me too. Oh, whatever the hell his name Killing is. Me. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, he Noah basically... Baumbach. Yeah, no, God, whatever the fuck his name is. <clears throat> Anyways, he basically, and I agree with Sam and with you, Jason, because all directors do that, but there's a difference between homage and, um, you know, just plain stealing. And I don't know if Nolan has ever been like, oh, I, I watched Paprika and I really like it. And if he did, good for him, but I've never heard him say it. Yeah, and, it's but... like there's, like, someone, there was an article apparently where he cited Paprika as an influence, but then, like, later someone said that that wasn't a direct quote from him. So, yeah, it looks, oh, like, okay. looks like there's so, conflicting information on that, and okay. I guess because it's been years now. There's I know no for a fact he said 2001 and Kubrick were... Um... I mean, that's fair. Yeah, those. I think those are yeah. more known, though. Like, people would call him on I that. I mean, but, like, it's pretty... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, for example, like Bo- like Noah Baumbach, like he has that whole scene in Francis Ha. If anyone's seen it, where she's basically like she's running and she's dancing through the street. And I liked that scene when I had seen that movie. I'm like, that's really cool. And you know, she's dancing to David Bowie. And I'm like, this is a really neat to black and white. And he stole that part for part from a Japanese movie. And apparently people called him on that because literally the character's doing the exact same thing, almost the same dance moves. And the only difference is that this character's in the rain. And like someone mm. was like, oh, is it an homage? And he was like, no, no, it's my idea. No, I didn't watch. I've never seen that movie before. No. And I'm like, okay, don't be a little bitch. Just give it an homage <laughs> and give respect to your filmmaker who uh. came up with the idea. You can do the same thing and be like, I love this person so much. I want to do my version of it. Well, yeah, but don't pass off other people's ideas. Exactly. Yeah, was, yeah Tarantino. It, it, Tarantino, that's his ripping. whole career. That's his and whole like, career is ripping off. Um, and the thing you know, is, but he movies. admits it. He admits yeah, yeah, yeah. it. If you ask him, he's never going to be like, no, I didn't see that. I will no, say, like... I, I will say, reading what Nolan has publicly said in interviews, he talks about a lot of directors and movies that have very heavily mm-hmm. influenced him and his style. He obviously, his big, he's a big fan of... Stanley Kubrick, Michael Mann, Ridley Scott, 
uh, mm-hmm. Zippy LeMay, Terrence Malick, Orson Welles, Fritz Lang, and so on and so on. And he talks about all their movies. He even t- uh, before The Dark Knight, even asked the cast to watch a list of movies. This included Cat People and Clockwork Orange and a whole bunch of other things. Literally, their shooting day was just them watching these movies. That he sort they sort of had a tonal understanding of what they were going for. Um, Which that's stuff fine because like that. he's yeah, referencing yeah, yeah. it. He's talking about it. But again, if we don't know, like not admitting with the paprika thing, because this that's too similar. That's yeah. far too well, 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 What we're going to do like, on our next there's... podcast is go through the past 20 years of Disney movies and literally piece by piece pick <laughs> off all the movies that they ripped off over the years. And then maybe fine. we can challenge Disney. <laughs> the thing is, like, if you're going to do it, fucking admit it. That's yeah. the issue. And right. we can say that... We, we can take Disney to court then, man. They've ripped off so much shit. Then fine we gotta you. take Disney to court. I mean, like, I I'm do serious. agree I do agree with Sam, too, and it's them. Like, I think that, you know, credit where credit is due. And Jordan, sorry, getting mm-hmm. back to you. Uh, yeah, sorry, do you Jordan, remember? You. Do you remember more about that, about Paprika? Just my memory, besides the Not... visuals of it. Yeah, that's the foggy. same for me, too. Like, I remember... Like the movie was such a trip. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, like, it's quite trippy. Like, yeah, I remember I have a cousin who I showed part of the movie to, and he's like, "I don't want to watch this movie <laughs> just because of how trippy it was." <laughs> like I know. Of... Sorry, Sam. They're go ahead, chasing. Go ahead. They're chasing. Um, so it's a detective who's trying to chase um, a murderer through homicidal dreams. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that one. So there is that dream sequence element as well mm-hmm. i know um psychopaths pulls from paprika a lot as well um you know anime pulls from each other a lot as well yeah as yeah stream right but like i like my issue is just that it's it's two scenes that are pulled scene by scene and you still have that dream element too like if he pulled from it great say it but at the same time if you're not going to admit it you're not going to say you pull scene from scene at least with the other movies, he said, like, hey, watch all these movies. This is where we're getting our inspiration from. This is a tone we're going for. Doesn't do that with Paprika and Inception. That's the difference. I think that's fair. Yeah, like, just mm-hmm. give credit where credit is due. Exactly. Like, any paper that you write, you're talking about your thesis a lot, Jason. You it's reference better. where you're pulling shit from. No, well, I, get what you're, I, no I get what you're saying. <laughs> it's just inevitably, and I guess, unfortunately, with Hollywood, this is with a lot of, I guess, James Cameron movies as well. There's just a lot of similarities in terms of theme, structure, characters, and thematic style. It doesn't usually get referenced. It just gets set as an influence. You know what I mean? Like, like literally, Avatar is like, what, Pocahontas? It's uh, with blue Last people. Of the Mohicans. <laughs> it's literally, this, literally identical to those They're blue movies. Cat and this people. is why I don't understand why Avatar is such an amazing thing. It's we're getting not, three more. It's not. It's, we're getting three oh, more. Why? We're getting three more. <laughs> okay, but I know. I, I agree. It, I hate, it's a movie I that I've talked to about tell this him. with people. I've I think he about missed the boat. Like I, yeah, I think, I've heard yeah. most people say that the best thing about the movie was the three D, and Titanic. you can't see that anymore. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, exactly. And everybody thought after that movie, everybody thought three was gonna be the new craze, and now we all just couldn't give two shits. All the three D TVs don't sell anymore. Blah blah blah. And um, my opinion is that. Um, Avatar is the highest grossing movie of all time by a landslide that nobody talks about. I don't hear a single person at a convention 
or dress up or that's anything. Woke now about it, okay? We get it. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, but like, all I'm saying is, <laughs> I'm was, so surprised. Like, we still talk about Titanic. Titanic and Titanic's still a good movie. We all talk about that movie. I'm just amazed how much money that movie made and how little. You do know that it's been surpassed, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Bye. Avengers, technically, yes. Exactly. Because yes. it has that's that a pity. I think that's a the, pity. Yeah, I will say it's a pity. <laughs> but the difference is the reason these movies make so much money and hit those $9 billion points, not necessarily is because it's good. It's because we've created this um, focus on it that got people going back and back and back and back and back to see it because word of mouth kept making it recycle. Yeah, Marvel didn't do it in one movie. They did it in many. So I'll give James Cameron many. that. No, he, I agree. So that I agree he managed that. to get it through it in a, one as movie. As a counter to that, as a counter to that, I'll say that that's sort of why I like Nolan quite a bit. Is that, in my opinion, he has very sophisticated stories that are sometimes that they're comic books, sometimes well. they're original, <laughs> sometimes they're like you said, influenced by other things. But they're a little more of an echelon of work for the audience to get into it. But then the rewards of it are usually better than something like the Avengers where we kind of know the When he's not up yeah. his own ass. That's I agree. the thing. He Tenet, doesn't Tenet, execute he up, well. Tenet, yeah. he was up his own ass. 100% agree. Okay, he Other was movies so that are really good. He was so far up his own ass, I'm surprised he couldn't see out of his mouth. <laughs> like, like, my God. The fact God. that he has two characters that look like him, like, come on. <laughs> and also, also, I know, I know you guys like Interstellar, but I'm going to harp on this a bit more because I'm not the type of person... <laughs> Sam knows this. I'm the type of person that I will be dragged into the movie and I don't notice the flaws until it's done. And unless Sam leans over and is like, that's stupid or blah, 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 I, I won't know But I noticed it during but the movie. I'm sitting there and yeah. fucking Anne Hathaway's character is like a, 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 a quote unquote a stone cold bitch scientist the whole movie. <laughs> and then the last 20 <laughs> minutes, she's like, <clears throat> I didn't even say it. She's like, it's all about love. It's all about love. The universe like the last is about 20 minutes, love. But yes, that quote, She's like, fuck science. It's about that, love. And I'm like, no. No. I agree. You know what? I would have liked that transition had it been done better. Right. I think, again, my, my issue with Nolan is that he has 17,000 plot lines and doesn't right. devote yeah. enough effort into pushing them out. Into, that line like, comes what off as super super over the top because of how it's delivered one and two if they just said listen we're, was... we're, we we need to try things that we don't understand because we're dealing with stuff we don't understand so let's try this and if she said it in that way maybe you'd be more inclined to go along with it but if she's like love is the only thing that transcends yeah it's so time and space also, it's like so over the top is one of her worst acting performances <laughs> yeah i think i agree no, no, her best. I said her worst one of the worst. Is, I didn't worst, say the no. worst. Her worst acting. Rises. Her worst acting is one day when she tried to do the British accent. But we'll move oh, on. God, stop. Um, but <laughs> so, so stop. I, I think oh, we've ripped on him. Let's get well, into. Well, so and, and, are we going to forget about becoming Jane? <laughs> becoming Jane. <laughs> okay, uh, we can. Why don't we just go with she's not a good actor? We can just do a series of how she was good when she was like seventeen. She's a yeah. not good Oscar winning actor. Jordan, um, what were you going to say? You were going to say something in all this. I heard she you want to say something. Oh, I was just yeah, going to say that. Actually, for Les Mis. Uh, oh, Avatar fuck. got re-released in China recently, and now it's taken back the top spot from a. No, I knew it. Yes. Oh, God. I knew it. 
Because now it's just going to be the re-release battle. It's going to be like, whose dick is bigger than whose dick? Well, and then so Endgame gonna be... is going to come back, though. To be fair, to be fair, I've heard that the, like, the Avatar land, whatever the hell it is, Navi, whatever the hell it is, the amusement park, I've heard yeah. that it's actually really, really cool. Like, all credit okay, where credit is Okay, when cool COVID's over, can we go to Disney please, World, please? Please, please. I've been oh, watching... Okay, okay. okay. And Adrian already went with that, you guys. I've been Sorry. watching <laughs> videos of, like, this girl who eats her way through Disneyland, and I'm like, why am I watching this? I'm not gonna be fucking able to go there for the next decade, but like, here I am watching these videos. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We'll leave Jason and Adriana here because they're like going like, <laughs> no, no. Oh, here, no, here's what we do I've need to do. I've been multiple times, but Nicole and you, I haven't Jordan, been you're since also welcome. We'll invite you. No. The three of us will go. We're gonna go. <laughs> we're gonna go. Nicole, just don't steal the blanket this time. We're gonna go to Universal instead of Disney. They already I've took been away to Universal. I found it less entertaining. Universal yeah. has better rides, no. better atmosphere, better no. everything. No, they killed their best Okay, here's my They killed their best Universal, rides. Though. No, they didn't. Yeah, Disney's they did. killed a couple of their best no, rides. No, but... King Kong, King Kong, and Jaws were their best rides, and they destroyed both of those. <laughs> so if those were not like, their best rides. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I, they no, were. Yeah, I will actually agree. Okay, but it doesn't even that. matter because I I'm going to be spending the whole day having butter beer and. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. We're gonna be in freaking Hogsmeade, and you guys are gonna be, uh, Ooh, I hate the Hulk. I've been on it already. You know, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> um, let's let let's get back really to Nolan here because but... well, I, I appreciate the fact that we're very enthusiastic about film movie theme parks. See, but... this is this is how Nolan treats us, and now we're talking about Universal. <laughs> Disney. But I, I want to talk about I want to talk about anything else. <laughs> Sorry, okay, what do you want to talk about, Jason? I, <laughs> I feel like this hasn't been a roast of Jason. This has been Jason talking and saying why Nolan's amazing. We haven't gone to roasting him properly it because he's talking over back. everybody. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. It also, does but he needs, he's also just. I mean, the movies, despite their issues, they're really good. <laughs> <laughs> there Jordan, we go. That. Jordan, come on. Jordan, you're just too nice. Oh, this wait, roast wait, is going okay. exactly well, as I, I You guys are all going to like, yeah, I know. Roast okay. Okay, okay. This roast is going Okay, time to get mean. Um, the Dark Knight Rises is the worst piece of shit I've seen in my life. Amen. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm literally like Voldemort in Harry Potter. Everything is going as planned. Okay, no, let's talk about this because honestly, like Christopher Nolan is the biggest little piss boy that someone was going to take over his franchise. And he's like, ooh, I have to finish it so nobody else can touch these actors or these characters again. Like, it's so <sighs> stupid. Yeah. If he wanted to go with the angsty Robin, <laughs> with a Robin that has a shit backstory and we didn't want to go with Dick because he's easy enough to like be happy because he has a thing. You could have po chosen Jason. You could have chosen Tim. Like he Tim's story is even dark enough to do it. But no, you have to go and create a new one and you have to make friggin' Talia likable. She friggin' raped Bruce in the comics. Okay, but, she didn't, but he didn't even do he didn't even do Dick's backstory properly. Like, cause Dick, Dick. Least, those have you made up a new Robin Yeah, or, or like I'm sorry. Like <clears throat> I I like sighed out loud in the theater when he was like, Oh, what's your name? He's like, It's Robin. I'm like, Oh my god. <laughs> like Jesus. I, like I wanna see a good Jason Todd, because that could have been a perfect entrance for a Jason Todd Red Hood. 
Give me a freaking break. Even with the new stupid, uh, what is that one? Young Justice, whatever. Mm. <laughs> also, also, Marianne Cotillard's death. Worst yeah. acting I've okay. seen in like the last fucking so, day. Okay, so, like, her in that last... movie and it goes from being Edith PF to that. The last yeah, well... quarter of Dark Knight Rises does suck. The last quarter? Yeah, the, the last thing? quarter of Dark Knight Rises does suck. 100%. What are, you talking about? what are you talking about? Okay, your main character doesn't come in until 45 minutes into the fucking movie. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. You set up a villain with no discernible ending. You set up storylines, and then you're like, well, fuck it. If I'm not going to direct it, well, nobody else can direct it. <laughs> but like, guess a- what? Bane what? has a kick-ass jacket. Yeah, but that you also, can't understand him. That's probably some of me. Tom Hardy's worst acting. Yeah, I actually have to agree. I think that's one of like, Tom was, Hardy's worst. I thought Stolen just likes characters no. that you can't understand. So, like, well, Tenet, I think the issue was, honestly, the sound mixing and the theatrical... The sound mixing and the theatrical release for Tenet was 100% terrible. Because when I watched the same clips on YouTube later, I could understand them fine. So I think that that's an issue with him and his sound department blah, 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 doing whatever the hell it is they're doing for the theatrical experience. And really, like, I understand that you want to experiment with shit, but, like, people need to... Un- especially in a movie like fucking Tenet... People need to understand what's happening, okay? People need to hear the he characters talk. Finishing it, that's I, I, yeah. yeah. No, no, I, I agree. In terms he of Dark Knight Rises, COVID I was, as an I was really, I was I really the into the idea. Speaking backwards at one point. Yeah, it's true. I, I was no really. <laughs> I was really <laughs> into. I was really into the idea of Batman, obviously being the villain, because he at the end of Dark Knight, he accepted. <laughs> That he was going to be the bad guy, and I'm like, that's he's... cool. And so that fades into the next movie, which is why he's not Batman. To me, that makes sense. Like, hey, he just... no, no, no. But like <clears throat> any any comic person, I'm not even being like a comic purist. Anybody who knows anything about Batman, even a little bit. So like, even if you didn't read the comics, you know Batman in passing. You know, one of the biggest arts in the comic is when he gets his back broken. Yeah, like it's yeah. part of his character. It's part of something that shapes him as a character. It's re- like it couldn't be fucking easier. Like we've discussed before, how some scripts are paint by numbers. That is a paint by number arc. Like he <laughs> yes. really couldn't fucking mess it up, and somehow he Act one, he has a back. Act two, his back is broken. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. All, all, all like uh, Christian Bale is oh, oh, for like two hours in a fucking bed. I could do that too. It doesn't mean that I'm gonna be in a Christopher Nolan movie. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and the like, thing it's... with it is, yeah, you can say that he could be the bad guy, and this is what I don't understand with the bat. Why we're how we're doing Batman sometimes lately. We have arcs of the comic multiple times where he can go super dark, but he doesn't cross lines. He has no, so like freaking hell. He sees his adopted son beaten to death by the fucking Joker, blows him up, and he still doesn't kill Joker. He may break every single bone in his body, but he does not go that far. Yeah. There is well, that- ways you can make Batman gritty. You can make Batman interesting. But that was the laziest bullshit I have ever seen. And you have literally hundreds and like thousands of comics arcs you could pull from 
that it could have been done well. It's paid by numbers, like Nicole says, and he still fucks it up. Also, also, again, the shitty female writing. Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer fucking ran a marathon so Anne Hathaway could drag her ass across the ground because she's the worst cat woman I've ever fucking seen. Like, wait, wait, all, all that was. You've seen the Halle Berry one, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I, still, I still think still at least Halle Berry was out there fucking trying. Yeah. I mean, was Halle Berry looked good. It wasn't just yeah, she makes Halle Berry look good. That was it. It no, wasn't it's not just, that bad. It wasn't no, just shots. No, no, listen. Yes, it is. Listen, it wasn't just shots of her latex ass. Yeah, exactly, Adriana. How many times do I have to see her butt? Yes, you know what? We get reminding me of. Her acting in Dark Knight Rises and her acting in Ocean's 8, both shit. I was going to say, as flat as her ass. <laughs> that too. That too. Get that girl on squat bars right now. Get that now. girl. I didn't know this was going to happen. Get episode. her off the bike. <laughs> yeah, she needs to do some squats. Even if it's body weight squats. Come on. No, like uh, it was like Shaming women. How about that? How about that? If you're going well, to have to do this type of role, we have I'm kidding. I'm if, kidding. If Christian Bale had to bulk up as much as he did, she can bulk her butt up with some squats. I'm sorry. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, like Nolan is constantly zooming in on her ass. And that's constantly. The lack of that. He took that out of the school of Michael Bay. <laughs> no, he took that out of the uh, fucking uh, the book of Zack Snyder. Like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, I, I mean, uh, again, I'm, I'm sort of the same opinion on this. I am on Interstellar. I'm, I, it's definitely not a fantastic movie. It's got some problems, but I still like Rises. Um, yeah, I, think it, I, I, I think it, I, I, I think it couldn't. I think it didn't stick the landing, unfortunately. Which is I what I wish. Think, I think but... he just shit on his previous two films. Like I, was... I, I, I can understand people yeah. saying that. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that bad though. I think it's. No, I think. I, I think. It's, I think it could have been. A, like a Lord of the Rings esque kind of trilogy, but unfortunately, the last one just isn't up to the no, part. No, and the other also two. like took a so. bunch of different arcs. He tried yes. to shove them together. It didn't yeah, work. Too much. Didn't... Too much, especially in the last quarter where everything sort of falls apart. It's just too much. His writing of Talia makes so no bad. sense. No, God, no, no. Such a bad. You could have written her out of the she... movie, and the movie doesn't change. Written her out of the movie doesn't and change. She's a perfect bad woman. Yeah, she's awful. She's disgusting. I know. Like, can we could have she's used awful. her so she's well? Disgusting. Oh my god. Well, she, she is. is. And the I thing know is it's just like... how you're just how you're saying it. It's just like God. Why wasn't she these terrible things? It's just funny how you're Sorry, saying I that. like. If we're gonna have women in film, they can be shit evil yeah, women, and I want to see a good ass villain who is a woman because I'm tired of seeing these like, oh, well, she's like. She has a girl boss. She has a girl boss. No, let her Honestly, be a yeah. fucking villain. <laughs> That's what I mean. Honestly, I think they should hire Rosamund Pike because Rosamund Pike is so good at playing women she anti-heroes. Is. Like yeah. really good. I, like, no, I don't pro- want an anti-hero. I want a villain. No, no, but like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, 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 just more edgy. Like you know, w- women who are not afraid to be shitty but, people, like, and that makes them good characters. Like... Sam, You're Sam, trying I'm just thinking to be so if people took this out of context, Jason, just say it. <laughs> I'm trying to what? Oh, 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 I'm just thinking it. it's funny. Yeah. 
It's just funny if someone heard this out of context. I'm just imagining the hashtag women for villains 2021. Like, <laughs> amen. <laughs> oh, I, I guarantee you're gonna see this hashtag at some point in 2021. Hashtag women can be bad. Oh, well, there's oh my god, movie coming gonna out. happen. Oh god, oh, where they make her so bad. A boss. They try to make it again. Like, oh. Glenn Close oh. paves the way, and then they have this shit. Yeah, I, I don't... was talking about this. Oh, I was talking about this with my friend the other day. There was that whole slew of a couple years ago of all these these she makes and women are empowered movies that came out, and nobody saw them in theaters. Like they made no money because they tried way too, too hard. hard, you know, to shove the. You can't just do it for the sake of. I am woman, no. hear me roar no. with no characters, no good stories, no nothing. That right? was so Ocean's Eight. Okay, yeah, but... that was Ocean's Eight. That was like that was like a boss. That was, that was promising young woman from this year. That, oh god. That, that, that was that was that think was... like a think like a woman, I think that came out, or what is it? Think like that... a man. Jason no, sorry, what men want. What men want. I'm sorry to tell out. you, but they're still doing that. I literally just saw Promising Young Woman. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Okay, I didn't really? like the ending. Yeah, I thought yeah, no, it was I, total I, trash. I, I, I think I think it's actually a good movie, but yeah, the ending sort of undermines. No, some what of the was stuff the moral of that movie? Women are only successful when they die. <laughs> no, no, exactly. But that's what I'm saying is that the movie says a lot of good things, but then un- sort of undercuts itself. I think with the it end. had nothing good to say. So unfortunately, I don't think that trope is growing anywhere. Really? Well, you don't. Yeah. Know. I actually thought it was no, nothing good to man. say. Wow. No. Okay. But I thought it was just stereotypes on stereotypes on stereotypes Damn. of what exactly. people think that men are, what people think that women are. Like, not every... Like, the fact that she hit three major stereotypes of, like, trashy men in the first ten minutes, please. Like, also... Like, well, sorry, Nicole. Also, if you're, terrible if, movie. Um, like, if you're going after bad men and you're not killing them, and you're going to tell me that not one of them attacked her, but you're just like, oh, well, like, she insulted me. Like, I'm just going to let her go. No. No. Like, like, and the way that we portray bad men, it's like they have no ability to control themselves. It's just their nature. I'm sorry, that's stupid. We're going the exact same way we did with, oh, women are just, they're bred to be at home. Oh, men, they're just yeah. bred to be rapists. Oh, they it, they can't help it. They can't control their dicks. Yeah. Sorry. I did have a problem well, with that the is tone the or change of that movie. Right, what, right at the end where yeah. all of a sudden, like, the two guys, like, the one that's being, like, chained to the bed. Yeah, and then the best friend. We're spoiling promising young oh, woman well, for people out there. By the way, you know, go watch it. And <laughs> no, I'm, no, 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 we, 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 we can say whatever we want now. I'm just saying we've, just we've, t- we've talking about the told, two people, the one guy that's in the bed. No, no spoilers. He's in a bed. <laughs> and hey, and his oh, friend. What's about that? I was just trying to say that. Um, oh, I don't know what I'm trying to say now. Like it, just. The best. Well, I, I think you're right that the tonal changes. No, it goes yeah, they're, from... they're, they made it into a comedy. They, like, they just start like laughing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like this serious movie about rape and well, rape it becomes revenge, high. All of a sudden, it changes tone and like they're laughing about it. Yeah. And, like oh, they're being all broy, and it's just a, it's just a very disconnected scene. And then from I... then on well, to the end yeah. of the movie, there's like this comedic aspect to it and, just and also sense. like you're enforcing the whole movie she's strong she's strong she's strong and then she goes in the last 10 minutes and be like oh turns out i'm not actually that strong like and also with my luck 
those text messages never go through. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. So, so, so that's why the ending didn't really work for me. Is that I find it hard to believe that she came up with this, that that kind of text plan. I think it's a little out there. Like I get that she's smart and everything, but like I don't know. It's just she obviously didn't go to this house expecting to be. It is she? And you know, like, she did not know that the guy coming in who drinks her cup with the spit. Yeah. How does she not know that he's bad? Yeah. Yeah. Like well, all like... the signs are there. He follows like. He also, like, his way well, maybe that's the point of the movie, then. But is she that smart, though? Why would you put Bingo. yourself in of danger? Well, she's constantly throughout the movie. And she's constantly no, throughout the movie putting herself. But in the she always of has a way out. She goes to an isolated cabin with a bunch of men who yeah. know that are not going to take it well. That's what she's I was there that's to get revenge. Too, she, like, but she also you... goes home with these other guys alone and again i'm surprised that nothing so ever happened to her point. previously because Here's the thing, though i because think she's in what you need to listen from the women on this side is we've grown up knowing everything about what to do what not to do put your keys between your fingers mm-hmm. have your thing go take out your compact system. mirror to look behind you to pretend that you are putting on your makeup this is how we are raised and trained to protect ourselves that movie doesn't show that no not at all it shows a weak woman who doesn't know what she's doing who's putting herself in danger that is not how women are raised in this especially if they want to survive okay fair fair enough totally respect that um why do a lot of women praise this movie then because it's a woman writer no, no, it's, I yeah, no, no, I'm no, no, no. Aside from that, for, forget the writer, forget that she won an Oscar for everything. There's a lot of female critics who wrote about this movie because very, it's very playing, favorably, and I, and I was just curious. It's playing as to into why, their then, narrative. That's the opinion. I think it's, it's, I it's think a it's narrative. The narrative of now that narrative men are now. evil. Okay. That men are. You evil. can't They're ever say like that. that. Okay. Exactly. And Nicole's hitting on the point. You can't say anything positive with men without some woman coming across and being like. Well, didn't you know this man over there raped this woman? Like, yeah, but I'm not talking about him. There is a narrative switch that's been going from basically you can never say anything good about men. You can't ever Mm -hmm. say anything bad about women. So if we were as women to critique, so a woman writer is being critiqued for her way she portrayed her story, and these are women critics critiquing her, you're you're a gender traitor. You're betraying your gender. Why are you okay. talking down about her? The one man who brought up a really interesting point and criticized the movie before it came out with how it was written and the fact that you can tell that, that this character wasn't really written for the actress who's playing the role. She's still a good actress in it, but mm-hmm. you can see who the actress, who this character was written for. Mm. He was shit on. Yeah, he immediately was. not even listening to his argument it was how dare you insult a woman how dare you say that she's mm-hmm. not a good actor which he didn't say that's yeah, yeah, the narrative no, it's coming from right so I, of I course see. all the female <laughs> critics are not going to say anything bad about the movie because to do that mm. is suicide for your career I, mm. I will say I'm, I'm sorry to Carrie Mulligan she's a fantastic actor but she did not listen to the 30 year old 
she was like, oh, no, she, no, she, <laughs> yeah, no, she doesn't, but I thought she was really good in the movie. And I was looking, oh, my, but I'm like, my, my, my dude. I'm like, you're looking a little bit rough there for 30 they made her late 30s maybe we would have believed you know believed a little bit more but yeah no i get what you're saying i thought she was good in the movie but yeah i understand that okay so those fair criticisms and i understand that so in contrast to that trying i'm gonna try and transition back to (laughs) the topic of this podcast because this is very worthy this this subject this subject has honestly have its own podcast honestly but um in terms of um a good female character that i think nolan has written was um, Carrie Ann Moss's character in Memento. I think that's I the one that he sort of did. You haven't seen Memento? Mm. I haven't, Sam. I'll let you borrow it. No! Well, will I like it? Um, yes. Yeah, I, I think, think you actually will. will. It's it's like the last sort of minutes? modern film noir in a weird way. It's really good. Um, it, it's it's what is definitely what got Nolan on the map. Um, okay. And when people are like, oh, he can play with time and make it work. Guy Pierce yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I I really want him to make it. Ta- again, like movies. a Christopher Nolan character. No, again, a very Christopher yeah. Nolan character. Yes. It's it's a, it's a little more interesting than that than the this typical Christopher Nolan like character, though. It's the main character. Yeah. I yeah. mean, to to be fair, like you know, we're shitting on him because he's putting himself in the movie. I think the difference is that his are very blatantly obvious. It's the same way, for example, that if you've ever read a Stephen King book. There's always a character that's, you know, a wannabe yeah, yeah. writer, a wannabe Tarantino writer from Utah. In the movies. Tarantino yeah. getting himself to say the N-word in his own movies, you know, things like that. You know, like, that's that's what he does. That's what he did in Pulp Fiction. So, you know. Like, yeah, you know. so, like, stuff like that. So, like, you know, creators always put themselves in their work. But the thing is with Nolan, especially, it's like, it's very like, like yeah. the very proper, the very smart guy that knows all the answers is always him. And you're just like, hey, I geez. honestly yeah. wonder... Like he's narcissistic, obviously. I mean, like the, th- the thing is, like he is a narcissist. Aren't, isn't I any mean, isn't anybody in Hollywood narcissistic? No, but the thing honestly? is, like he There's knows different he's levels. smart. He knows he's smart, but the difference between him and others is that he doesn't have the the ability to be like, I'm smart. And so are other people. He's like, I'm smart. This is my fucking movie. And if you guys can't keep up, fuck I don't know, you. man. He, oh, he reminds he, me he of constantly, Sheldon. He, he constantly yeah, talks yeah. about other influences. Like, I don't know. I'm, to I'm me, when I see him, well, when I see him in interviews and he's talking about No, we're not talking about interviews. No, no, no. We're not no, talking about him and his oh, movies. Oh, okay, I see. He's okay, always see. like, if you can't keep up, well, fuck you because you're not smart enough. But Oh, it's like what's his name? Who did? I felt that most in Tenet. Yeah. Oh, there's another director who's like that. Aaron. Oh God, there you go. Yeah, (laughs) he's like that too. Aaron. He's the same way. I'm smart. If you can't see my vision, well, you're wrong. Like, (laughs) and you have to go pay to see it again because I'm not going to explain it. Yeah. Oh God. With mother. Aronofsky literally hooks up with all the actresses in his movies for like a solid like year and is in like a relationship with them and then and then and then hot potato and I mean I mean I don't like J Law but I did think it was pretty funny when she was like all he ever does is touch and fuck about talk talk about his movie she's like he doesn't have time for anybody she if you're not his fucking movie he doesn't care and I was like at least Nolan at least Nolan is in a committed relationship with the wife of many years who produces the movies with him. That's all I can say. I mean, that. okay, I'll give you that. Children, I think it's four children together. So, And he has together. children, and, and like, you know, I get it. Um, uh, I just think Nolan is Great. very smart. His kids are going to be in the movies next. Yeah, his kids are going to be in the movies next. Oh. next is, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked, actually. Yeah. 
But I honestly, uh, the reason why I like, since we were talking about female characters and all that stuff, I really like the fe- like Carrie Ann Moss in Memento because she has her own motivations. She has her own character. She's very not perfect in terms of um, yeah. being, yeah. being a supporting character. She's nasty at times, supporting at other times. Like, it's very, and I don't want to spoil why because Sam hasn't seen this, but there's very good reasons that this is happening. And um, anyways, in my opinion... The, the reason why that movie is so great and why it's honestly my favorite of his, even over something like The Dark Knight, which is also a great movie, is that it has to be done the way that it's done or it doesn't work. There's no other way that the movie can be structured where it would have that impact on you. It is structured specifically in the way that it needs to work. I think there was like um, a special edition DVD years ago that if you put in a certain like code on it, you'd be able to watch the movie in chronological order which yes, would yes. be pretty dull which would probably be dull when you think about it it probably would not be that interesting but because of the way that it is told is what makes it what it is yeah but that's what makes it suspenseful that, that, that's the whole exactly the that's what i that's what i mean that's what i mean that's why that's why that's why it's amazing and, and what i like is that Everything in the movie has a good purpose to it, an emotional purpose to it, and all that stuff. That's why I just really got into it, and so, I've seen it so many times. To sum up, when he writes a good script and focuses on the story <laughs> properly and doesn't branch off into seventeen thousand different directions, yeah. he's a good writer and a good yes. director. Yeah, honestly, but when he I, I want him off. Yes, on too many things. Yes. That's where he failed. That's how he failed in Interstellar, and I like that movie. Because yeah. I found it intellectually stimulating. But that's how he failed in but, Tenet, because he didn't bring it back. He didn't bring it back. He didn't bring it back in Interstellar, and I will admit that. And I got absolutely reamed by Nicole and Lars for three <laughs> fucking years. Because I liked yeah. it. I'm with you. I'm with you, Sam. I like that. Like, Adriana, you're oh, with me, right? Good yeah, jazz. I'm totally with you. Jordan, like, what Nicole, camp are you in? Do you like you. Jordan. Jordan, I need to know. Do you like or not like Interstellar? I'm in the like camp. Yeah. Oh, All right. Damn Three it, to Jordan. two. Suck it. Damn it, Jordan. <laughs> like, I remember Sorry. when, Guess when what? we saw You're being it. left in the wheat fields. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're putting you in that down like drone from India, from and you'll never be heard from again. Sorry, that sounds All interesting. I'm going to try and I'm only going to respond to one of you. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing also, I think, which we had to acknowledge, which what made our initial viewing of Interstellar Terrible, Nicole. We saw it at fucking late as hell. Oh, well, yeah. That Expecting was it to one. Be a three hour movie. Also, also, like, the Two? movie theater was really fucking hot, so I felt like exactly. I was going through a menopause. Yeah. Like, and I came out, and it was like one thirty in the morning. No, it was, honestly. It was like one thirty in the morning, and I was like, where the fuck's my car? I want to go home. And I'm like, I can't fucking believe I just sat through this movie. And Sam, and Sam, like, you know, she likes it. That's fine. She's also a lot smarter for that sort of stuff than I am. So more kudos to her. But I was just like, I just fucking wasted three hours of my life getting yeah, lectured at by a British man. Like, but also, off. what didn't help again is I'm going to throw John Carlo under the bus on this one because he needs to go under the fucking bus with this one. And I'm sorry because he didn't help the situation for you watching it because he didn't fucking shut up. Yeah, he he was oh, bored. Carlo. He was bored. Oh, you did not shut up. <laughs> oh, he was bored by the movie, so he just talked oh, a bunch. Yeah, so he was. Oh, he was brutal. bored. Well, we got to get him on the podcast, so it'd be an even three to three fight. Oh, you yeah. know, we gotta. Yeah, so he was, was bored. Like, so he was talking to me. 
it is both boring, of you, though. Like, and I got great. pissed at one great. point. What about it? Yeah, yeah. like it's aesthetically great. beautiful. Oh, cool but... shot. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. All right, so oh, Sam, so Sam, the mission for you. One scene. Great. It has Hans Zimmer in the background. Yeah, Jordan. there you go. Yeah, well, so, guess what? I can close my eyes and just listen to Hans Zimmer. Yeah, just listen to the soundtrack. Exactly. Yeah, not a good argument, Jordan. You need better than that. We got to do better. Also, like time management, my dude. It took him over an hour to get into space. That's that, fine. No, it's not. You know what? Fine. I can't no, it's not that the first it. act is no, like it is not. one of the strongest he could have parts been, of the movie. No, he could have been up there in twenty minutes. Oh my god. Also, also hate to be that person, but Michael Caine didn't age. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He didn't. He, he did yeah, not yeah. age. Michael Caine, though, did 20, he ever no, no, fucking no. age? No, but like no, twenty years passed and into, he did not into age. That, do not go gentle into that good night. Do not go gentle into that. Oh, and then he quotes the famous Welsh poet. Yeah, Dylan. I Thomas. just love that he does it over and over at the Guess end. Guess what? Like, hey, Anthony like, Hopkins that's the does one it better in a YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Anthony Hopkins getting so much heat. Nah, poor he's baby. good. No, we uh, stand Anthony he was Hopkins. Great. I, I, it was no, well, I, it was. Yeah, I agree. I thought everybody he is loved getting him. a lot of hate. No, they got oh, so much oh, hate. Oh, for what? Yeah, been, I haven't seen the hate. Okay, I, I've been seeing okay. people disappointed that Chadwick didn't win. I haven't seen people been like, "Oh, Anthony Hopkins didn't deserve it." I didn't see that. I, I saw, saw everyone some, was like, I saw some. Serious. I saw. I did see some stupid statements that said that, and I didn't notice this. So maybe this is on me. But people said that it seemed like the way that they had structured the awards that it was set up oh, for yeah. Chadwick to win. But they wanted I, Chadwick to well, win. I definitely. didn't notice that. I didn't 100%. notice that. I'll be one hundred percent honest. Also, a lot of people were tweeting after Anthony Hopkins won, and this is what I did not like, was he ruined the wokest Academy Awards. If he yeah. hadn't won, it would have been the most woke Academy Awards. How dare this white man sense. win? That and people sense. actually tweeted that. That's, That's a terrible argument. But no. Mrs. McDormand won, too. Uh, yeah. Waiting. Yeah. She won also, again, and oh, Viola Davis didn't win. You can still make the same argument. That doesn't make any sense. No. That's, that's that's like the shittiest argument ever. That oh, is like, that, that's where the narrative's going. And like, also, I, okay, well, unfortunately, no, I haven't seen really any of those idiots. He did an, a good job, but unfortunately, his competition that was one of Anthony Hawkins' best performances in it his was. life. And that's really so, that's the reviews I was seeing. So, it was like, yeah, no matter who, like you know who it was we're saying like he deserves the award oh and like certainly. and like no hate to friends of mcdormand i like her a lot but you know we can if we're going with the argument that sam brought up these people brought up about right. him ruining the wokest awards he didn't he's representing people with disabilities and you know yeah. mental illnesses that don't often yeah. get seen in film in, how is yeah. that not woke exactly quote, in my opinion and yeah, this is just true. my opinion. Yeah. I'm going to throw it out. I'm going to throw it out there and I'll get some flack. It, I thought it was a very, not not in terms of race or culture, a very diverse set of nominees. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm throwing it out there. There was there was people from a lot of different communities in at these Oscars. Okay? Mm-hmm. You can't please everybody. There was a lot of that, in my opinion, a lot of movies that were there for Best Picture were great. I know you guys disagree with like Promising Young Woman and all that stuff, but there was a lot of stuff that were talked about in a lot of the movies that were from from the perspective of different communities that we have not seen a lot of before. And there's and, still many communities that are and not. There's still represent. many communities that are out there, but I mean, you know, but like, but like, all I'm saying but is, this is year, that there was a, you could see that they went out of the way to. I agree. Yeah. And yeah. the movies, honestly, were actually really good. I know we could do another podcast about this, but I thought Sound of Metal was great. 
I thought, you know, the father. Did this okay. come out in 2018? It did. Yeah, it, it did. did. I was at the premiere. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then the, yeah. I thought the father was a great but horrifying movie to sit through, obviously. And uh, yeah. there's the, Minari. I thought was actually a really well done movie from a really interesting perspective about things. And and, and like I was like really into the freshness. Most of the movies. I didn't like Trial of Chicago 7 that much, but that's because Aaron Sorkin's a shitty director, but he's a better writer. But you but, liked it at the beginning. Yeah, I was I was okay with it when I first saw it. And then when I thought about it, I was like, whatever. Anyways, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Nolan has only been nominated for director once, which I find hard to believe. Um, what was he nominated for? Nominated which for Dunkirk. Movie? He wasn't nominated before. You know what? I would have. That was a good one to be nominated for. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah. No, it, it, it was a great one to be nominated like for. That movie. Yeah. I think it was very, like very well done. Yeah, me too. It was it, it was a it was a great one to be nominated for. I think it was a good representation. For. That was a good. I, one. I I agree with Adriana. I think it was a good representation, and it's something. We've discussed this on the podcast before, and Sam, I'm sure you can attest to this much. We've talked about how when we talk about World War II, we often only take the point of, ooh, Germans, evil, ooh, Nazis. So it was really interesting to see World War II from a different perspective, from a different person in the war. Mm -hmm. Not to say... And there's not a battle, it's purely a salvage effort. No, and not to say not to say that like, you know, those other events aren't important or that we shouldn't be talking about them, but there are many, many different faces and elements of war. So it was really interesting to see and and especially as a Brit, I'm sure he would know that history better than others. Yeah. The miracle of Dunkirk. He rode the fucking channel to see how long it was for the movie. Yeah. He rode the whole thing. The the wonderful thing about doing this one is he got it right. He yeah. got the yeah. fact that the small boats mm. were the ones that got them to the bigger ships. That's not usually discussed. It's usually discussed that they just put them back, back took and forth. Took fifty their people, boats go. took them back on the tugboat, and you know, yeah, it, they took yeah. them back to the main ships to transport them. He got that right. He I, got and, right. And the fact some of those that, ships yeah. sunk, which is what he mm-hmm. also shows in the movie. Some of those ships got that. bombed and sunk. He shows the fact that this wasn't to save everyone. Mm-hmm. The initial move was just to get the British soldiers out. And what I really liked is how he ended that movie saying, I'm staying for the French. Because that's not talked about. That wasn't the goal of no. that mission. When they set out with Churchill to do it, it was just to get the BEF back. It was not to get yeah. the French. It was so successful because of the little boats and because of them trying to do that. And I like the fact that they also showed the RAF struggle because that's yeah. also not talked about because they were afraid yeah. of losing more planes. They didn't have a strong mm-hmm. plane army. They held to the treaties and didn't strengthen their army because they didn't think they had to. The BF yeah. was not yeah. strong enough to and, deal with a he, professional yeah. army that had been trained and put through the fire of the Spanish Civil War. I also he liked did the, so well on that. I also liked the subplot of the common man. So with the people from the village going out to help, yeah. Because yes. I think in in other war movies that we've seen, it's only about people in the military and only about their effort. And we very rarely get to see people that are not military trained or even in the militia that want to help the war effort 
but like have no background or aren't wealthy. So the fact that we have, I own a boat, I'm close to there, I can go help my country, I thought was a good representation of the war spirit and of the people of the time that were also in that situation and wanted to do their part. And they weren't being controlled by that government entity. They were doing this because they cared about the people who they were coming to pick up, which was really good. I like, which it also I think came out in the exact same year was The Darkest Hour Mm -hmm. or the year afterwards. Yeah, that was where uh, Gary Oldman won that year. Yeah. Perfect pairing because that shows the backstabbing the political side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Churchill was dealing with a government that wasn't supporting him. Mm -hmm. The fact that Chamberlain was trying to actually sue for peace behind their back. That's not something that is trying to save all these people. Well, literally, they're about to say, hey, Hitler, we know we're losing. Let's sign a peace treaty. And how much different that war could have been if they didn't save the core of of the political of that professional army perfect pairing because this is something that we don't really look at with world war ii history i yeah. honestly hate the way we teach world war ii history and i hate the way we teach mm-hmm. world war one history because it's not accurate i've honestly learned so much about world history through a lot of movies like i i was i honestly was it was a bit of a snore fest for me in history class no offense i just it just wasn't really my topic because well, we teach I propaganda learned... we right, don't teach exactly. the truth and right. the movies don't either yeah, no, I, and I know the movies are literally, obviously, the biased perspective of either the winners or the losers or whatever. Like, I completely understand that, but I learn about certain events that happen, um, mm. and, and that I may not have known had happened. You know, like I, I had to obviously had to understand. Oh, right, the Americans weren't in the war until this day, but you know, obviously, in American history, they were the saviors of the war. Blah blah blah, mm. but they didn't come into it till oh later. My God. Blah blah blah. No, you know what I mean? Like, like that's yeah, no, what's I... caught versus me seeing some more at least at least an attempt to accurize accurize that's not even a word Jason, to, uh, you say didn't that? listen in english didn't listen in english either um i uh, have like uh, a vivid memory of an incident when i was in atlanta georgia with some american boys who are also in robotics oh who, god okay ready for this canadians oh, wait. ready well, what we learned was that the Canada did nothing in World War One. Uh, excuse me, what about fucking Vivi Ridge? <laughs> we did that. No, you fucking didn't. And you Vivi have like Ridge. twenty, I mean, like girls, literally cussing out these American boys in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm like, this is a bad idea, but you just yeah, took yeah, yeah. the wrong fight. <laughs> yeah, I I've discussed history with Kay before, and um, it's not a good time. Um. <laughs> They know <laughs> nothing. Not they know nothing. They they if they don't listen to this episode, they'll know that we've discussed <laughs> history, and their education of their own history is is not propaganda. Great. Um, propaganda. yeah, they basically put it this way. Um, Vietnam in American history is considered an altercation, not a war, an altercation, because then they have to admit that they lost, and they don't want to admit that they lost the war. Honestly, so that is conflict, that war, the way their own people treated the veterans when they came back. Oh, it it makes yeah. absolutely sense why my uncle is the way he is. I'm sorry, Uncle Sunny, I love you, but you need some help. Um, yeah. Like, he came, 
they treated them like shit when they got back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you wonder why that generation of veterans are disillusioned. Yeah, but, they but, but, all but came back the, with yeah. bullshit PTSD and no one gave a fuck. They just made it worse. Yeah. yeah. But this is, and, and again, I, I learn about that stuff, not necessarily from history class, but from literally watching like Born on the Fourth of July with Tom Cruise, right? Doing that perspective that's based on a book written by a veteran who comes home and then is rejected by his own society because they thought the war was pointless and stuff. And oh, yeah. The, the, yeah. Killers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know. And like, I agree that the war was pointless, but then how they mm-hmm. treat the people that didn't ask to go over there and is so much another conflict in itself, too, right? right? So, you know. Yeah. We forget about that. I think like what Nolan managed to do with Dunkirk saves his career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Nolan. I I no, I agree with Sam. Um I think that I I think that um it's one of his standouts. I know that some people like will argue that, you know, oh, like whatever, it's just a war movie. But I think even in that, like especially even work with his work with Hans Zimmer in that. He sets up an atmosphere. He sets up a storyline. And the fact... Like, you know, I'm not, you know, a complete... Uh, it has to be completely perfect. But the fact that he went through the effort, he measured the canal, he researched, he wasn't pulling it out of his ass, basically. I think no. that reflects well on him and makes me respect him as a filmmaker, even if he does have these visible flaws from his other movies. Yeah, and but, but, he, he and, did and one guess, thing that yeah. Jason keeps bringing up. He messed with time properly. Mm-hmm, Very well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, what I, that's what I was just about to say. I was about to say, this is sort of the pinnacle of what I talk about wherever he screws with time in his movies. The It opens with uh, just a subtitle without any context that comes up on the screen that says one week. It's like, what mm-hmm. does that mean? And then you know the where next he took subtitle that from? you see is one day. Where do you, where do you take that from? So there's this um, British TV series. Uh, it's a mini series about the time period between the assassination of Franz Ferdinand and the beginning of World War One called Thirty Seven Days. It starts oh, off with one month, one week, one day. And yeah. what is fascinating about that TV series? I actually recommend you guys all watch it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I've seen it, it shows every single point where war nearly broke out multiple times and it was nearly avoided over those 37 days. And what broke the camel's back will literally make you go, what the fuck? Right. It no, I believe was that. so well done. A perfect example. I use it as the first three days of a World War One of a history course for grade 10 and grade 12 it opens it up so well to show we always talk as if world war one was inevitable it was not and that shows it no i know and and i think that just sort of getting back to nolan a bit here the way Mm -hmm. he weaves the time together because the other thing that he's really good on his movies is cross-cutting he does this very well in the dark knight he does this very well in dunkirk as well where he cuts between the three timelines when they sort of all converge and it's just it's some it's honestly some really magical stuff because it's like oh here's another war movie about world war one but obviously the subject matter is you guys have said, <laughs> the perspective is unique. which war sorry 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 world war sorry world war two my mistake i, did, yeah. I didn't mean to say world war one just because you were mentioning world war one didn't mean to say world war one um you have two war... history majors in the room i know i sam, get that i'm sorry sam and cuts you, in you with have a savage history, uppercut you have a history <laughs> listener here um and uh but for world war ii 
and I just like that the perspective's unique, but also how it's structured makes it different from any other war movie because it's not the it's not Saving Private Ryan, it's not We Were Soldiers, it's very much its own hour and forty minute anxiety ridden escape. That's what it is. You know? I think this. I think Way the thing that separates it. I think the thing that separates it from something though, like We Were Soldiers, which I hated, and Saving Private yeah. Ryan. Is that, for example, I will I've used Saving Private Ryan the intro. I always use it um, in history perspective to show students because I know mm-hmm. for a fact that the director showed that to veterans, and the fact that veterans, you know, felt they had to leave the room or had an emotional attack because it was so realistic. Yeah, means it's authentic. But then after that scene, it just turns into Hollywood driven. Yeah, no, yeah. it's 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 a Spielberg movie after that, and there's nothing avidly wrong with it i think it's a good movie and no um, but, it, but 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 it, 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 it does not element. match the realism of the opening scene 100 percent. no and i'll i will give nolan and i sit and sam and i think are on the same page with nolan at least for this film i will give nolan that is that you know there's those initial scenes and it doesn't become hollywood drivel no, it, after doesn't. That. it doesn't give into it yep. no, no it really doesn't. he doesn't and i no. think that's what he lost people on that movie because it wasn't like oh, so-and-so fictional man or so-and-so mm-hmm. fictional soldier. It was, sure, I'm sure these characters were, were fictional, but the the story and the elements of the story were real. And that's something shy away from that. That's something I'm going to give British and our one New Zealander credit for. <laughs> um, New Zealander as an, oh, no, why? Would I, Peter Jackson. They both. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jackson, I was wondering Nolan, who it was. <laughs> um, Sam Mendes. They do history movies right. Yeah. They know uh, how really to do it. When I saw the trailer for Dunkirk, I was actually nervous because all of Nolan's other movies that I had obviously liked um, had been not history, real life movies. So I was like, Oh God, how's he gonna? do this and i was obviously like blown away when i saw dunkirk in theaters i was like jesus so fucking good so i was like wow okay american movies sensationalize war they sensationalize it to the point of ridiculousness the british i'm going to say this canadians we did one movie very well which i'm actually surprised with um australians and new zealanders they have a different respect for how they show war and you can even see that in mel gibson's hacksaw ridge the yeah. first good, th- good thing Adriana is good thing Adriana isn't here. She turned it off halfway through because she couldn't take it anymore. But anyways, I think it's a great movie too. That's before the part which really <laughs> brings it home. That yeah. first hour, it's lighthearted. It's mm-hmm. showing them it's kind of like Band of Brothers in that sense. Like lighthearted, like they're going to be together, Love. they're going to do everything. They're um yeah. he's trying to show that he can still be uh there for his um have their sex. When yeah. even though he's not going to carry a gun, and then they, Mel Gibson, launches you into the most brutal version yeah. of war, exactly how it would have happened to those yeah. soldiers, 100%. and he keeps it that brutal and disgusting, and he doesn't make movie. either side yeah. look good. No, yeah. it's it's, it's a it's a impressive. great movie because they're making fun of him for being a pacifist, and then he becomes. The idol by the end. Yeah. You know, for for, for not wanting to do this terrible shit to other people. 
Oh, was... but, but that, 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 that's just, a, in my opinion, a really great sort of, not an underseen movie necessarily, but sort of not talked about enough. I yeah. really liked like, it. That's, also... some of, that's some of Andrew Garfield's best acting. Yeah. I really liked how yeah. Mel Gibson did the movie. And, that and, movie was uh, good. But, and then you have Unbroken. So you guys can I try and convince that. Adriana. Because uh, <laughs> I can't do it, okay? Also, I can't do everything. Don't, don't, don't get she me needs to get to that point, though. She shouldn't have turned it off. Yeah, I know, but, but she, but she, she, she's not a fan of Andrew Garfield, which doesn't help. But she no, was she just doesn't bored. like. She's him. not a fan of like any of the Spider Man. And she just, she, she really, and I said, honey, if you get to the second, and I, and I said, and I said, if you get to the second half, she's like. I'm really not feeling it. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to force you again. I don't watch something that is so good. Don't but get whatever. me started on Band of Brothers. I'll be here all week. But, um, Anyways. So, okay, so so in order to sum up, because we've been we've been going on about a lot of different subjects. We need while. to have a war movie. See, oh, okay, podcast for war movies. Plotting. Yeah, we'll do, no. a, we'll do a war movie podcast. But to sum up what we've been talking about today with Nolan is that he's obviously has a huge influence on both audience and Hollywood in general. And the he's one of the ra- yeah, he's he's one of the he's one of the rare directors <laughs> that can sort of make whatever the fuck he wants for 150 million dollars. There's only with a couple an ego. people. Sure, that's fine. With an ego. We're here direct- to roast you, Jason. We're not going to let you lightly sum this yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Wait, Jason, I have to ask you, okay. since you are the expert, have you seen his movies, like his short film, his short film I stuff? I saw stuff one like... of his short films called Doodlebug. I saw that. Okay. okay. Very weird. And I yeah. saw Following, which is sort of, an, it's honestly like an early version of Memento. And funny enough, the thief in that movie is named Cobb, which he then used again in Inception, which yes. is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, following is very similar in the fact that it's told at three different time periods of the same story. So it's kind of like Memento. It's got the voiceover and things like that. Anyways. He's a one-trick so, pony. He's not a, no, he's, he's not a one-trick pony because there's not I'll a lot say, of... I'll say he's a three-trick pony. <laughs> three-trick pony. Well, let me tell you, people people will pay for a three-trick pony over and over. Because it's like his three tricks are time travel, war, and space. Those are his three tricks. Because I've seen there. because I've seen the following and I was just like okay but I'm like it's just like if Stephen King was a stalker like yeah no it, no I, I, I get that sure it's, it's, it's it's a flawed movie hey, he hey, actually hey. He, he was only able to shoot that movie for a couple of hours on weekends like because like obviously getting the money together for that was not easy he filmed it over the course of many years and that's how that movie came to be and then honestly Memento is like a way better polish of that movie in my opinion because it's about you know, this guy trying to figure out something about that had happened to him and he can't remember everything and he's trying to, you know, in my opinion, just the way it's structured and the way it's a bit of a noir as well. I just think Memento's a way better version of that movie. But I don't know if you guys, have you guys seen Insomnia with Al Pacino and uh, Robin Williams? Robin Williams playing the villain? That is a yes. great movie. That is a great movie. I didn't see that. Yes, I, I have. That's a yeah. good one. I don't want to spoil anything that happens. That's actually a really good movie. That's the only movie he didn't write. And that's based on a Norwegian film as well, I believe, that is of the same plot. I believe that's a remake. So that's the only one movie that he didn't write himself. It's still good. okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, he didn't write it. So if you wanted something interesting, it's called Insomnia. That, that in my opinion, is one of Al Pacino's last great performances as the lead. (laughs) He was the big leading man. Um, Robin Williams is really good. That, I think, was his first turn as a sort of a villain character. In my opinion, I, I might, it was was there another one? Because there was oh, one hour photo, but I don't know if it was after that. I was gonna anyway. say I always think of one hour photo when I think of oh. Robin Williams' Ugh. villain. 
Dude, he's too good in that movie. He gets under my skin in that movie. Yeah, that's... And, uh, uh, yeah. And then Hilary Swank's really good in that movie as well. Anyways, Insomnia is a really good one out there for if you want to see, see Nolan sort of prove himself to get Batman Begins. That was sort of the movie. They gave him 40 mil and he directed Insomnia. It was successful. And they're like, okay, you want to do Batman? And the rest is history. So, But I want to see him do a $10 million movie again. You know what I mean? I want I wanted to pull a Coen Brothers and just do like a really low budget personal movie, and I want to see his voice more because I, I feel mean, like he's get. Yeah. I feel like he's getting lost in blockbuster land. You know what I mean? Yes, and definitely. Like, like, like even Spielberg has made you know forty million dollar movies like Bridges Spies and Lincoln. You know what I mean? A little more down to earth, a little bit lower budget. Oh, Bridges Spies. I love I need Bridges, to go Spies. Watch Bridges that. Spies. Is good. I love yeah. Lincoln personally, uh, but and, and then he'll do like you know his big blockbusters like Ready Player <laughs> One, which was meh. You know. But all you know I'm saying why? is that I don't want him to get lost in blockbuster land. I wanted to do a personal movie again. You know why I rewatched Lincoln for for my man John Hawks over there. He was in that. <laughs> <laughs> we already roasted John Hawks. Okay. Anyway. So who are we Ouch. doing next and how are we preparing? Actually, we we'll, we'll talk about that later. But who, who are we roasting next? I, I would. The... I think Adrian is a good pick for next. Because right. you still right don't know what you're roasting me and Jordan on? Jordan, I'm still trying to figure out. So Jordan, you have the upper hand. Oh, Jordan, yeah, we didn't can... we didn't ask you before we're done. What was your favorite Nolan movie, by the way, out of the ones that he's done? Um, it's kind of obvious to say, but I guess The Dark Knight. No, that's fair because okay, we honestly I can we, give you that. we honestly haven't talked much about Dark Knight because we're no, roasting. we haven't. Because no. it's just because it's so good. No, no, we, no, because if you're roasting, you can't roast really about the Dark Knight because it's so effing good. There's I you mean, can nit, yeah. there's nitpicks, but like, <laughs> what's the point? It's too good. Yeah. It's there's, it's going to yeah. be the I superhero movie for a long time. In Dublin, after finishing my last English exam. Oh, nice. For grade 12. And it was such a weird experience because in the theater we went to, they actually had an intermission in the movie. Really? It was... And it was like in an old theater that they had converted. It was really good. Um, but like it was an experience in and of itself because we went to see it. There was an intermission. So we got more popcorn. We came back. We watched the end of it. And then we went to Burger King because we were just feeling like <laughs> fast food. And okay. we got what they had was a night burger. <laughs> so we ate Dark a night burger. <laughs> And uh, the Dark Knight Whopper. Drunk, underaged, and went home the next day. That's great. Back to Canada. <laughs> I saw it for my um. It came out three days after my birthday. I took all my friends to see it for my birthday. That was like my Aww. thing. And, and I was I turned seventeen, and dude, you could hear a pin drop in my theater. Everybody, you, I had that. That was one of the best theater experiences I've ever had. The vibe in the theater was unbelievable. Whatever the like, obviously when the Joker comes on screen, everybody's dead silent dead silent listening to this absolute lunatic <sighs> spout some shit and but every scene honestly it was just it's so good it's, oh, it's so good okay i have one criticism one criticism oh. slash memory jordan, okay, okay go 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 i don't go. know if you remember this jordan because we saw this movie today yeah i remember yeah but do you remember so you're watching this movie and i don't know whether if it's i said it to you or you said it to me but one of us said it to each other so when they showed Harvey Dent in the Dark Knight, oh, one no. of us one of us leaned over to the other and we said, "How does his eye not dry out 
He doesn't have an eyelid anymore. <laughs> oh, the logistic criticisms. Very good. Very good. Well, I mean, the movie's so good. There's like the, you, his, you literally his, have to nitpick. It should just be a raisin, is what you're saying, basically. Well, yeah, it doesn't have an eyelid anymore. There's no. Ah, no. the old two prune. Here comes so two prune. <laughs> so that's that's my criticism. So my Harvey Dent doesn't have eyelids. How the hell does he have functioning eyes now? That's a very good now? point. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually annoyed at how good of a point that is. Okay, now Thank we you. can't Thank look you. at this movie the same way. I'm now, here now from Monday to Friday. Movie anymore. It's a four point nine. It's nine. Four point nine. Harvey Dent has no eyelids. Yeah. Like, Hashtag. Most ridiculous criticism. Well, let's well, sum this up. He has good movies. He has bad movies. We're going to talk yeah. about the bad movies only to drive Jason insane. I know. I know. Hey, hey, hey listen. I'm, I'm more than happy oh, go, to go, roast go, him, go, too. Go, Jordan. Go, Jordan. Oh, what is it, Jordan? Oh, what on saying? the topic of the Dark Knight losing point one of a point, um, apparently... <laughs> Citizen Kane <laughs> dropped from 100% on oh, Rotten Tomatoes to 99%. So now Paddington 2 is, is the and top rated. There was yes! there was an 80 there was an 80 year old review from the 40s that they put up there about it criticizing it, and it's whatever it is, 99%. Paddington which Adria, 2, which Adriana would also be thrilled about if she was here because she's not she doesn't care about that movie. So I mean, yeah, I saw that, and I was like, we reviewed Paddington on our podcast, so. Paddington 2 was that good, folks, to beat out Citizen Kane. Yeah. Rewatch that. Nah, um, I, honestly, I, I really like Citizen Kane because it, it it made a lot of stuff possible in Hollywood. So. All right, we'll, let's we'll, sum this we'll, up. Yeah, we'll talk about mm -hmm. that off air because I want your opinions yeah. on so me. But... So to sum it up, Nolan's got some bad shit and we can roast him all day. He'll always, he'll, he'll be influential in Hollywood for a very long time. He really will. And awesome. we, uh, we still love our fanboy, Jason. <laughs> Even oh, though he has right. questionable movie likes. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. It's funny. Like, sometimes we're all on the same page, and we're all against Adriana. And then other times, it's everybody against me. I don't know what's going on. It's, I don't know what. It's the roasting podcast. You it's guys are going to podcast. annihilate me, so I need to get yes, it out on the yes. rest of you. Because I don't know what you're talking about with me, and I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say... It's, I want to say the like the Muppets or something. Isn't that no, there's nothing to roast there. Everybody likes the Muppets. There's plenty of Why people that don't like the Muppets. Why would you roast me about the Muppets? What does people associate me with the Muppets? I like one movie, and that is because I have a child. Uh, okay. Well, I don't know. I'm just. It. I'm just. I'm just guessing. <laughs> like only movie me and my dad liked. Okay, leave that alone. We're not roasting that. Please, thank you very much. I will cry. Roasting. Well... We're roasting Adam Beach. <laughs> <laughs> that's for adriana yeah i know i know i know adriana adriana's kind of an easy target she'll, can't lie. she'll hear this after and she'll be like we are not doing that you know, like she'll just freak out okay yeah. well, well well i appreciate the roast some fair criticisms yeah i guess i gotta take it in the chin because it's a roast right that's that's the rules exactly yeah yeah okay <laughs> this is hashtag revenge for what you said oh. about john last time well oh, yeah. was just well that was justified no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening everyone remember our twitter is jordan hlwd deep dive yeah, maybe. Gets it every time. I would always mess up on the pronunciation. I We're on our up. Instagram at Hollywood underscore deep dive, and we have our Facebook. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Checks in the mail, Jordan.
Let us know <laughs> if we drop some truth bombs and blew your minds. And we merch. We have merch. Oh. Yes. If you're interested in our podcast, we're on Redbubble. Sam, what's our Redbubble name? Store. C-U-N-N-I-S-L. I'm sorry, it's my own account. We have okay. problems. No problem. <laughs> so see We've you... clearly got the branding down to a T. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> on my account, you. but you can look us up. Um, all the hashtags are Hollywood Deep Dive. So if you put Hollywood Deep Dive in the search engine, you'll find us. You don't need to look up my account and all of my... Uh... <laughs> Wonderful things associated with Uncharted and Assassin's Creed. I'm going to hide now. <laughs> okay, so we're on Redbubble under Hollywood Deep Dive if you if you want feel so inclined to get anything from us. And yeah, let us know what you think. And next week or next time we'll be on here probably roasting Adriana about her weird love of British men and obscure movies that nobody's heard of. And in- thank you. <laughs> thank that. you. I've been telling her this for years. Thank- okay. <laughs> Bye. And until then, we'll see you next time. And bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. so far up his own ass I'm surprised he couldn't see out of his mouth (laughs) like